And hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. It's a comic book show where me and my host Matt remind you, the listener, that we love you 3,000. We love you 3,000. We love you 3,000. <laughs> we love you all. We are, we're kind of the internet's ass of podcasts. And if you don't get these <laughs> references, that means you didn't see Avengers Endgame. Although statistically, judging by the box office gross, <laughs> everyone and their mother saw Avengers Endgame multiple times. So we're sure yes. you saw that and we're sure you're on board for the spoiler cast that we're going to be doing. We're not going to do it right away though, but we will be getting to it. That's, that's the meat and potatoes of this show. Yes, yes. I don't want to see any comments that mention uh, we, we're spoiling it uh, and we're assholes for doing so. Yes. <laughs> Could we give you fair warning? Spoiler is in the title, everyone. We do this all the time. It's kind of a tradition <laughs> around these parts. <laughs> we, would, we, would, we hope you're cool with it, but there's always that one person. Yep. That extraordinarily unextraordinary person is like, I don't, I, I, I don't go on the internet to read things, especially the titles <laughs> of the videos I watch. What is this, communist China? <laughs> <laughs> Expecting me to read shit. But again, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. This is, this is the getting to know you portion. This is, this is where we ease you in and lube you up for the good podcasting that's going to be coming your way <laughs> in the next little bit. Uh, how was your weekend, Matt? I imagine we had very similar weekends, which is, of course, going to see the movie. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, went to see Endgame. Uh, I saw it twice. Um, oh, obviously, okay. I saw it a long time before everyone else managed to do it. Um, and then I saw it on the weekend again with some friends and nice. family stuff. Um, and then uh, it was well, I started playing Days Gone. Yeah, yeah. I think we both had some games going on. Uh, I, I, I guess, you know, let, let's talk about our theater experiences and how those went. I saw the movie uh, Friday because that's the earliest you can see it Friday night in my small town lined mm -hmm. up around the corner i was there like two hours early because i knew this was gonna happen just to get a yeah. decent place in line and they did something they've never done before in my shitty small mm -hmm. town northern theater they're like okay everyone the movie's not supposed to start till 7 30 we've already sold out who wants us to start the movie early <laughs> <laughs> that, that is pretty awesome it is because it's like uh because if not you're just gonna be sitting here and we're not gonna know what to do and i know some of you smuggled booze in so you're all just gonna be getting drunk and violent <laughs> i'm sure if we don't start this movie yes yes um yeah my, my theater experience uh the first time i saw it uh which was a wednesday morning at 8 30 in the morning oh, wow. that was the, the first showing the first showing yeah. uh here in australia uh it was what was considered a work day because it was in that weird place between uh, Easter and what we have Anzac Day. Right. Um, right. So it was like that one day where everyone's at work, but no one was at work. Everyone was at seeing Endgame because my theater was packed. Um, the second time I saw it, I actually went into the city here to see it at a cinema, and I am so glad that I pre-booked tickets. I uh, even pre-booking tickets, we had to sit down in the front row. Uh, which was likely like like further back that you didn't have to like crane your head up to see it, um, but at that at that theater they were sold out every showing until nine p.m. the following Monday. I, I and as we record this, as we record this, it's currently Monday at like twelve o'clock in the afternoon. So they're still sold out. <laughs> I, I totally believe that. Here's the thing: the line in my small town theater, only theater again in this town around the corner. 
when I took a cab home later that night and, you know, the cabbie asked me what show I saw, apparently he had taken a guy down there, like, when the show was supposed to start, then had to drive him home 20 minutes later because they were sending people away. Because, again, oh, same wow. deal. It's like, it's all it's all bought up. And this, this is such a small town theater with such small town ideas in it. You can't book online for this theater. You can't do any of that <laughs> stuff. No, no seat reservation. This is an old ass theater in an old ass town, and it's crazy to think. Because yes, I'm standing there in line in the rain. It was pissing rain when I did this, so I actually stood in the rain. That's how much I knew I had to go because it's a work <laughs> thing. Because we had to yeah. talk about it, and I'm just like, well, if I don't get in now, it's not going to be any better Saturday, Sunday. In fact, it might be worse. So yeah, I'm have yeah, to grin and bear this one, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, yeah, same. I, I wouldn't miss it for it. And it's, it was all, it's not just seeing the movie as well, it's that experience of the audience as well. Yeah. Like, there's nothing, nothing beats like a full cinema, Absolutely. like, premiere day of, like, a big movie. Even when there's some mouthy prick dude bros behind you feeling they need to give their running commentary to, <laughs> to their other bros. And here's the thing. Normally, I'm the sort of person who is fearless enough to turn around and go, you better shut the fuck up. I didn't pay $10 to listen to you. But I was in a situation where it's like, no, I don't I don't want to look away because if I <laughs> I will You'll listen. miss something. Yeah, you're being a dickhead and I want to tell you, but I cannot do it. <laughs> But yeah, so that was that was my theater experience. How how's Days Gone been? Because I had a choice in what game I picked up this month, and uh, I picked Mortal Kombat. How how is the Days Gone? It's okay. Like I, I really enjoy it. It it feels like someone else actually echoed my my thoughts about this on Reddit or Twitter or something. It feels like a Ubisoft open world game, mm. but it's it's exclusive to PlayStation. Where it's it's good. It, it's good. There's lots of stuff to do, but it's got that like. Ubisoft feel to it, right? That um, Far Cry, Assassin's Creed. Here's a mess yeah. to fill in. Here's a million little side projects that you're probably never going to finish. Yeah, um, the, the 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 motorbike you drive around on, at least like what the one I'm on, it, like it's a hassle because you always got to fill it with fuel and fix it and all that stuff. That the voice acting is the most voice acted voice acty that I've ever heard voice acted. There's, there's a clip that's making the rounds there where it's like a wedding and like it's a biker who's getting married. And it's like, oh, and I vow that you should ride me as much as you ride your motorcycle. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's a bad line read badly. Yeah, uh, yeah, the lines leave something to be desired, especially when you're just like out in the world and the character Deacon just talking to himself because he's like giving you a commentary on things you're doing. Like, I just firebombed a nest and he's like, oh, we're going to firebomb this nest and things are going to run out. I'm like, yes, I know. Thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you for telling me, Deacon. That's got to be an annoying game to Let's Play because it's like, no, hey, Deacon, I'm the one who makes inane comments over this. Don't you do my <laughs> job for me, asshole. <laughs> Which is even funny because it's voiced by Sam Witwer, who is oh, wow. a live streamer. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <clears throat> now, again, while we're on the subject of bad voice acting, have you heard Ronda Rousey as Sonya Blade in Mortal Kombat? I have. I have. Oh, my God. So, that Ed Boon thought that was okay to put in a game. Wow. <laughs> it's very clear that they were much more interested in getting the name cachet of a famous MMA yeah. fighter turned wrestler than they were getting someone who can act because Jesus 
Christ. She... Maybe they had her for like six minutes, like between like her going to get beat in like WWF or something. That's my thing. I'm like, did they record these lines after Becky Lynch hit her in the head all those times with that chair? <laughs> like right after, like just hit her and then they like run up to her, like say your lines around her, say them. <laughs> she she has one emotion for everything, and it's truly astounding. Because like, here's the thing: like as a wrestler, when it's like, okay, go into the ring and cut a promo, it's like, okay, you know, she's kind of she's kind of bland, but I think she's just kind of bland in real life, being herself. Whoa, if you thought she was bland being herself, wait till you see her trying to play a character, because she has one emotion. <laughs> it's even more ridiculous, because it's her acting against, like, seasoned voice actors, like veterans yeah. in the field, like Richard Epcar and Jennifer Hale and Phil Lamar, you know, people who are like, I do this shit in my sleep, that's how good I am. So it's like enhanced as well, where you like oh, see yeah. all these all these good people and Ronda Rousey and Ronda Rousey, and like again, because I'm like recording a video footage of it for my backup channel there, where I do video games, and I just did her chapter, and I lay into her, and there's a moment where I started to feel bad. I'm like, oh, you know, that's unfair. It's her first game, you know. It's you know, no, no one's ever going to be good their first try, and then I'm like, wait a minute. Ronda Rousey's a bad person in real life. She thinks Sandy Hook was staged and she doesn't like trans women. Oh, screw Ronda Rousey, actually. You're a bad lady <laughs> and a bad actress. <laughs> and, you know, and, I, and I hope you get beaten out of doing, uh, what is it, video game voices so you'll go for more money doing voices somewhere else. <laughs> just, like, just like when you got beaten MMA twice and you went and do fake fight wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this will be like the... Like, and then she got beaten in wrestling, so she turned to voice acting. <laughs> well, here's the thing. She she did. She lost her big match, and now she's off for yeah. a year because she wants to have children. I'm like, ah, see, you didn't stick to that either, Ronda Rousey. <laughs> now, look, I know she could kill me in real life. She could snap my neck like a twig, but still, <laughs> I'm just saying... <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that was that was our video game experiences this week. Yeah, yeah, sounds uh, sounds like we had a lot of good times there. Now we actually do have a little tiny bit of news here, not much, but it seemed like uh, before we started, a bunch of news. Matt was telling me broke with uh, DC and their Year of the Villain and stuff they got coming down the pipeline. Tell me about it, Matt. Yeah, um, so the the first story is that apparently spinning out of this whole Year of the Villains thing uh, is we'll be getting a new Secret Six book or team that will appear somewhere. We're not really sure what. Yeah, they're very vague on this. You sent me the article and like, we're getting a new Secret Six. I'm like, oh, is it, is it going to be any of the teams we remember? Is it going to be a new team? Maybe a new team. Who's writing it? We don't know. Yeah, but the thing is, it's not going to be like a team like we saw like before with like Catman and all these people, apparently it's going to be made up of the dark dimensional versions of certain characters. So it has nothing to do with secret sex as we know. It. Yeah. And the characters themselves are kind of weird choices because apparently it's going to be Perry white. Uh, you know, the, the, the evil mastermind villain, Perry white, uh, -huh. uh Another world's Donna Troy. Eh, it kind of makes sense, you know. She's an actual hero, so. You know, but yeah, and D D Donna Troy, because we got to keep ruining the Titans characters after we're done. Heroes in Crisis. Yeah, yeah. We can't stop. We got to keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's next on the list? Oh, Donna Troy. Oh, easy. What, what do you mean we didn't kill Donna Troy off in uh, Sanctuary? Oh well, we better ruin her here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, the, very intrigued. I'm intrigued to see, like, especially because like Perry White's of the team. Like, what, what 
what the hell? <laughs> I, I do wonder if the reason they brought back this book, if only just to keep the name Cache alive, is because there was that talk that they were developing a Secret Six TV show, but they didn't know what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Which kind of sounds like what it is here. It's like, well, we have this name. People like this name. So let's build something with this name, even if it has nothing to do with the thing people like. Yeah, yeah. It just feels like they, they, they want to use it. They haven't used it in a while. Uh, so yeah, like, this will bring people back to comics. They know what this is because they remember that Gail Simone run during Villains United. Yeah, and other stuff too. And then it's like, but wait, can't we can't we just do some new stories with the team we like? No, we can't do that. No, no, no. Yeah, people like those characters. Are you kidding me? We no. can't have that. No, can't have that. A team with characters people like and have it kind of be a weird, offbeat, dark comedy. People would never accept a fun, dark, offbeat comedy. <laughs> starring supervillains. In fact, let's take those good stories and let's give them to Suicide Squad and have them make an animated movie that's in-name only. <laughs> I'm still mad about Hell to Pay that they took yeah. the best Secret Six story, took out all the characters that you like and just put, like, you know, paper-thin Suicide Squad characters in there. That one still chomps my nuts all this time later. Yeah, yeah. I tell ya. But that wasn't it, Matt. There was more news, too, you were telling me about. Yeah, um, so apparently there's going to be a Batman, Superman, Superman, Batman uh, book like a, we've had uh, over all the years in DC. They've had like a team-up book. And it has been a while. Um, well, the last team-up book they were actually really in was Trinity yeah, uh, in was Rebirth. Great. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, we, we're not, again, too sure what it is, but it could possibly be written by Joshua Williamson. Hey, that's a nice reward for all the good work he's been putting in all over the years. It's nice to see him finally get to take a stab at writing a full Batman-Superman project. Yeah, no, it's all, it's all rumors, but, like, uh, he's writing something with Batman versus Superman, or Superman, Batman, whatever they're going to call it, uh, because he's been posting on Twitter, like, like, gifts and images of both those characters like ah. all, like for the last couple of couple of weeks um but also uh they're looking at maybe david marquez for the Ooh. art i guessing yeah gonna make gonna look real good civil war two guy here's hoping his wife doesn't have another baby in between now and <laughs> can actually come out on a decent time yeah so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what exactly it follows on and um uh the websites that I, I was looking at, look, maybe it could, like, tie into that, that little part we got at the end of that Heroes in Crisis tie-in with Batman oh, and Flash, yeah. with, with Superman and Batman looking for for someone who might be a traitor or something. Right, and them saying, can we trust the Flash? And it's like, well, this is fucking out of place and has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, so maybe, he, maybe that was, like, his little, like, I'm just going to put that in there. You know, because this doesn't affect Heroes in Crisis, or his whole story never affected Heroes in Crisis. No, but not once. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, hey, uh, more power to that guy. I hope Williamson does get to write it. I hope Marquez gets to draw it. That sounds like something I would be very interested in. Yeah, as someone who's been reading his Flash, I really hope so. I'd love to see him tackle these characters in like an ongoing. Mm -hmm, most definitely. And hey, because we mentioned Heroes in Crisis, and even though, you know, we're going to spend the most of this show being very positive and upbeat as we talk about Avengers Endgame, I think we would be remiss if we did not talk about the ongoing happenings of Heroes in Crisis, because issue 8, the penultimate issue, 
stuff happened. I mean, I, I, I can't say it was another completely unnecessary filler issue stuff. Stuff happened. I didn't like a lot of it, but boy, did stuff happen. Stuff happened, but it's stuff that should have happened over the course of the, the previous, like, seven issues. Like, Because like, this, is, this is exactly what I said was going to happen. We're going to have an issue where suddenly everything is explained. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what this is. <laughs> everything is explained, and literally you could chop out, like, half of this book now. You could trim it down to four issues, and it would actually read mm -hmm. better. Because this issue essentially says, hey, remember all that stuff with the puddlers? Remember all of this? Yeah, none of that actually mattered, and there was no ticking yeah. clock, and nothing was at risk. Yeah, nothing was at risk. No one, like, seems to care about superheroes having problems. That was never brought back up. Nope. Uh, and, yeah, we, we kind of learned that, like, Wally West is behind all of this. He... Yes. <laughs> oh, God, this... Oh, I'm remembering it now. Oh, it just gets me so mad. But, yes. Um, but I'd hate to be, like, a full, like, hardcore fan of Wally West reading this. <laughs> yeah, which it's like, hey, so Wally did it, which, again, should not be much of a spoiler because everyone was saying that literally from issue yep. one. So, yep. you know, the completely, you know, guessable, completely basic, completely unexciting answer turned out to be the answer. Yeah, yeah. I imagine, like, like maybe they thought, oh, this will actually be be good. Like, people won't expect it to be Wally, but it is Wally. It's like, no. Um, but, yeah, we, we learned that, like, he got into Sanctuary and he he always felt alone. Yes. Because uh, he thought he was the only one in the whole entire universe who'd ever suffer from PTSD, being a superhero Which and everything. Which really self-centered Batman. <laughs> yeah, uh, losing his family, you know, he's the only hero who's ever lost family. Um, <laughs> Do we need to list them all for you, Wallace? <laughs> Um, and he kept asking Sanctuary, like, can you show me these other people? And I'm like, I can understand that. Like, he wants to see, like, other people are going through the same stuff and everything. But Sanctuary's like, no. He does without asking, by the way. He essentially uses yeah. Speed Force powers to hack the hospital and invade everyone's personal private uh, he, session tapes so he can watch yeah. them himself. He uses Speed Force to, like, time travel, I guess, or something, to, like, which he shouldn't be allowed to do. No. Um to get like all the data uh, that should have been erased uh, and shouldn't not have been recorded anyway, even though Batman said it was never recorded. Yeah. Um, Tom so King really treats the speed force like the force in this, where it's like, ooh, do I have a plot hole? Do I have something I need to explain? Well, well the speed force did it. Well, yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, like I'm okay with writers doing that. Like, I get it, speed force, but there is a certain like roof to that mm -hmm. where, and, and Tom King just like blew straight through that and into the fucking atmosphere. I'm like, okay. Killing. Okay, okay, you can stop now. Um, but yeah, he finds out all this uh, all this stuff that other heroes have problems too, and because of that, it makes him angry or like it makes him go insane or something. It, it makes and so it even worse, where it's like, oh no, yeah. it's like he he comes to the realization, oh no, I I'm actually, not special. <laughs> well, it's not only just that you know my my pain isn't special; it's that you know you can't quantify pain. Grief is not a contest. Depression is not a contest. Oh no, I feel like even more of a dick now. For having done this, and that causes him to have like a mental break. A mental break that somehow makes the speed force like apparently, like apparently, every speedster is riding this fine line of control uh, with the speed force. Whereas if they they suddenly have like a mental breakdown or get angry, yeah. they can just kill everyone around them, and that's apparently what happened. Again, and it's he, the it's the force from Star Wars. Now how he tapped into the dark yeah. side of the speed force. Yeah, yeah, and 
he killed everyone. And instead of like being like, okay, well, I've got to find a way to fix this and actually like, like telling everyone what happened and what yeah, ha- happened. He, he, he clean and doing the good yeah, yeah. heroic thing. He, he, he decides to, oh, there's two people that actually aren't here because they're still in their simulation. That's Harley and Booster. Well, I'll make them each think that the other person killed them all. I'll frame frame them. Mm-hmm. I'll, frame these pud- I'll frame these puddlers. I'll go into the future to get my five-day-old five future self, kill him, yes, bring so, him back in time. So he murdered a person, although technically it's a future him, so is that murder or suicide? Yeah, uh, murder. Put him in there to make it think that he he died as well. Uh, I'll doctor uh, the crime scene with a bunch of yeah, red herrings. Yeah. So the Joker teeth and all that other stuff that you thought was really important. Nope, they were literally all just red herrings. Yeah, yeah. Even though none of that was actually explained or even followed up. Um, remember that the Joker teeth in there. Oh, who's who's doing this? Ah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, and yeah, he, he, he then has five days to like make things right. And like, well, you could have made things right to begin with by just admitting to this, like go to the justice league and tell them what happened. They'll be like, okay, cool. It was an accident. We understand that. We'll try our best to like rectify the situation and help the heroes that survived or all that sort of stuff. No, 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 no. uh, I, I need to do something as good to offset the thing I did bad. Well, you know, a good thing you would do would be to turn yourself in and admit what you did wrong. Yeah, or try and go back in time, like you've already done, to prevent those deaths. Yeah. But those deaths, like, they still happen. Like, why Why is he so intent on, like, he wants to go back in time to stop himself, but not stop, but stop himself after the fact he's killed all those people. He, he doesn't even say to stop himself. He says to do something. And I'm like, yeah, oh, why? Well, it's it's going to be to stop himself. It's not going to be to rectify any of that. You, you say that, but I put nothing past Tom King. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, well, what's he going to do to offset all the horrible things he did? Admittedly, by accident. Oh, I threw a big tea party for everybody. <laughs> I got him all gift bags. Oh, man. Did you see how thick the cake is here? The slab cake? And, then, then, and even if he does rectify that, like, of, that'll be like a completely different timeline and there's still that timeline where everyone already knows people have ptsd like heroes have ptsd but no one gives a shit it was no big like reveal or anything like it was made out to be. The, the way i describe this too where it's like okay so like people are angry that you know wally killed all those people i give him a pass on that because it was by accident he wasn't in his right mind temporary insanity any lawyer would argue that in a court of law the problem mm-hmm. is is that he goes from not being in his right mind to being premeditative enough and in his right mind enough to cover up what he did and doctor the crime scene. Even if you could say he's doing it for a good reason, no, it stops being a good reason once you frame two people. And I know he even says, oh, well, Batman and the Flash will figure this out in five days. Yeah, and how many times did Booster and Harley almost die in that five days? Issue one starts with them almost killing each other. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't help as well that, like, every hero that, like, is after them, like, wants to kill them, yeah, I guess. Like, doesn't they, even try and, like, stop them and try to find out what's going on. Actually, they just flat-out attacks them. Yeah, because they killed, you know, as far as they're concerned, they killed a bunch of defenseless sidekicks, Teen Titan characters who were trying to get help. Which also makes Wally a dick, too, where it's like, okay, so you're you're a sick person, you know, you're sick in the head. And you frame two other sick people who are trying to get help? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, yeah, it would have all been fine if, like, 
there was that moment in the comic where you actually see Wally snap, but you never do. Like, you're just told, like, like oh, he went through the, all these memories and then, like, the lightning shot out of him and killed everyone. Like, you need that moment after where, he, where he's realised he's snapped or, like, you show the character has, has gone crazy, you know, he's wide-eyed and killing people and whatnot. Yeah, that you need the parallax moment, which admittedly the parallax yeah, moment yeah. pissed people off a lot back then, and I feel to put the genie back in the bottle here, they're going to have to have a parallax moment in the next year or so to be like, oh no, did we did we say he went crazy because of this? We meant, we meant reverse flash brainwashed him. Yes, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, oh, and oh, that is if any story decides to actually reference this, because like no current story is actually referencing this. No. Like we had that tie-in with Green Arrow, and he kind of like finished his part with with Roy, which is like the only good thing to ever come out it of this. Was, this yeah. book. <laughs> uh, he finished it. Like, how is he going to react knowing that, like, like Wally deliberately did this? <laughs> I mean, you can't really say deliberately he was in the wrong state of mind. The way I described it to people on Twitter, it's like, okay, if you're driving your car and you have a seizure, that's out of your control, right? You swerve, you hit a pedestrian. That's really bad, right? But when you leave the scene of the crime, even if you're like, oh, but I left the stove on, though, I need to, that's that's no excuse. And it's especially not an excuse if you leave the scene of a crime, then also get two hobos, put them in the car, and then cover them <laughs> yeah. with blood before leaving the scene. Yeah, blood, crack and whatnot, yeah. throw a gun in there. <laughs> but, but, but I needed a tea party, though, and I knew the cops would figure it out. Yeah, that's not a good excuse. <laughs> that's like a terrible excuse you're a bad guy now yeah jesus christ like how did anyone think that that was would be a good story like oh and then then without feeling any remorse he decides to quickly quickly cover up the crime scene and blame these two characters <laughs> well again you know i i wouldn't even say it's not remorse. he's clearly remorseful he's crying when he's doing the video but you can be remorseful and still be 100 percent in the wrong too <laughs> Like again, but see, he's crying. Uh, that, that's like after the fact that they found out like right, something is up with him, and it's like, oh, they caught me out. I've got a, you know, I, I'm a bit emotional now. <laughs> yeah, after he's already doctored the scene and everything, and he keeps sending stuff to Lois. Is the thing where I'm like, yeah, why don't you send it to Wall, or you know, why don't you send it to Barry? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, he'll figure that out. He'll figure it out. You know, your friend, your father figure, your big brother. Why don't you send it? Why do you keep sending it to Lois and making it her problem? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Especially when, like, you don't really, like, I know Lois wouldn't, like, out all of that footage and everything, no. but you can never be too careful no. as well, especially with, like, how Tom King writes his characters. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, what if a third party, uh, you know, uh, what is it, intercepted that? You don't know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that's what this story needed to make it a little bit more palatable. It needed a third party. It needed the puddlers. <laughs> it needed the puddlers, but the puddlers are fake. Not only are the puddlers fake, but ba or, you know, Wally got the idea from Barry because Barry told him the story of what the puddlers were in ancient time. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait. So Barry didn't get a reference that he himself made and told Wally. <laughs> Yeah, just, just, make... Joe, the story is deep and interesting, and it really speaks to me and my issues. That's fine. It can speak to your issues. Again, when a story is this vague and open-ended, you really only get out of it what you put in. But, you know, I'm just saying from a storytelling point of view, it makes no sense. And I feel, I feel like I'm a crazy man here taking crazy pills, yelling into the <laughs> void. Yeah, yeah. Well, there are people that somehow like this book. Like, cool, like it. 
that's cool, but like, don't tell me this is like the best comic of the decade or anything. This is absolutely terrible. You have to realize there is some like really shitty things in this book. The uh, the Eisner Awards uh, put out all their nominations recently, and Tom King is up for a bunch of awards. I don't think any of them are for Heroes in Crisis, but he is actually. Up <laughs> I for fucking it. hope not. <laughs> no, I think a bunch I of them. Are, I think a bunch of them are for Batman, and I think some of them are for Mister Miracle. Oh God, I can understand Mister Miracle. Batman, really, really. Again, I, I feel it's one of those situations where it's like, I don't get it, so it must be brilliant, so I should... Yeah, or it's Batman, it. it has to be good. Yeah. That, that being said, there's a lot of people we like up for Eisner's, too. There's David F. Walker and Kelly Thompson. There's a, there's a lot of good people we like up for awards this year, too. Ooh, Mark Russell yeah. is up for some awards yep. for Best Comedy. Oh, I, I finally yep. finished his Lone Ranger book. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's. It, it's not nearly as funny or political as his other work is. It's actually a much more straightforward western with an undercurrent of comedy and politics. Awesome, awesome. You got to start his his, his Wonder Wonder Twins book. He, I, I last know. issue he surprisingly got deep with Superman in the last issue. You, yeah, I heard you talking about that. Yeah, I will have to start that now. I want. I want to support this guy. And when his Jesus comic comes out, I want to read that too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to read it and support it because I want more prez at some point, Dan. <laughs> I want to meet him at a con and be like, all right, if you could keep doing prez, what would you have done? Especially when it feels like a bunch of the shit you wrote in prez turned out to be true. <laughs> you know, when prez came out, the idea of what is it, you know, uh, a, a, of a country electing someone with zero actual qualifications seemed ridiculous and far <laughs> out and impossible. Maybe, maybe that's his things. Like, I don't need to do prez anymore. We're living it, man. No, it, it happened. <laughs> Only instead of electing a teenager who wasn't beholden to anyone, we elected someone who acts like a teenager <laughs> on social media. So you know, just just fuck me, right? <laughs> uh but yeah so that was the that was the news this week everyone yeah yeah not a lot happened no and that was because of endgame because of endgame it's so true it feels like everyone who was everyone was like well don't release that now don't talk about that now it's endgame week <laughs> do you think you're bigger than the endgame i promise you're not bigger than the endgame <laughs> uh and, and i guess from there we can actually sit and talk about it so you know if you haven't seen the movie yet which I sincerely doubt or you don't care, now is the time to back out, come back later, because we will be spoiling everything. We got three hours to cover. Yeah, a lot happens in those three hours. Boy, does it. And you know what? I, I'll start by saying, you know, as far as the runtime goes, boy, does it ever earn that three-hour runtime by just cramming the movie wall-to-wall -wall with every bit of fan service and every callback and every reference it possibly could. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't feel like three hours. No, it just feels like like a normal like two hour movie. Mm hmm. Because of all the cool stuff that's happening, I imagine. Indeed, it's like you know, like Act One kind of plods along because it needs to sell this new status quo to you. We we have a time jump. We have an actual friggin' time jump in this movie. Yeah. Which means that yeah. if we're time jumping here. We just time jumped the whole universe. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, oh, we will start from the start. So the, the first scene is obviously Clint Barton's family getting dusted. Like, I think everyone assumed that would be happening because uh, that, that sets up his character for the whole film um, his, since he was his, in Infinity War. His daughter, who is Kate Bishop, but not Kate Bishop, but probably going to be Kate Bishop. You reckon? You reckon? I don't know. The, the, the fact that he's teaching her archery makes me think, hmm. I mean, I guess yeah, we'll have he, to... He knows archery. I'm sure he's just, like... 
doing something to bond with his kid. That's true. I guess we'll see when that Hawkeye show eventually does come out, which actually, come to think of it, I wonder, now that we see him killing people as Ronan, wouldn't it be really sad, but also really poetic, where it's like, oh yeah, I got my family back after the snap, but I was so fucked up after killing people, they didn't want to live with me anymore, so I get the shitty apartment where I meet Kate Bishop <laughs> and the tracksuit Draculas and everything. That would be pretty cool. I also figure that, like, since he's become Ronan, and as we learn through the film, he's he's going around the world for the, for the last five years, like killing off like gangs and all that, Kuza cartel, and all that. I imagine he would have amassed quite a few like enemies doing that. So I imagine maybe maybe after learning that it was indeed Hawkeye who was doing this, they'd probably be gunning for him. Yeah, I mean, he just he just he he just moved up in the world, but in the worst way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so after that, we, we, we then pick up, like, not long after Infinity War, where we see um, Nebula and Tony uh, on the ship that, uh, on the Benatar, which has, like, been fucked up because of the Battle on Titan. Their and fuel cells dying. are running out. They're dying. I, I like that. I love that that first scene with, with them where they're playing the paper football. Uh, football. Yeah. No, not just because it's, like, kind of funny, but, like, it's a bit of character growth for Nebula because this is, like, the first time she's had fun. Yeah. And oh my! Like, and and actually won something where th- there's been no like stakes. Like she just won something. And she's no had, had fun. To die. Yeah, no one had to die. She didn't. And if she lost, then she wouldn't get like a limb removed or something. It, it's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's very brief, but getting to see Tony be like big brother friend to Nebula, yeah. someone who has so few, and also too kind of like they they have more in common than you think because obviously Tony is a man obsessed with turning himself into a machine via his suits and everything and technology, but Nebula mm-hmm. is someone forced to become a machine and is made of so yeah. many robotic parts that you know yeah, they yeah. actually get along. Nebula gets a ton to do in this movie. It's shocking how much they get for her to do. Yeah, well, she was barely in the in Infinity War, and that's what I like about this film. All the characters that got little less, or like people could be like, oh, Captain America was barely in this film. They all get like this film. This they is really their do. film. And and Gillen is just wonderful in general, so it's nice yeah, to see yeah. her kind of get to own the screen. Yeah, yeah. It sets her up uh, all through the film as kind of like an integral plot device. Very much so. Like, again, shocked how much she actually gets to play. Also, hey, we get to see uh, Tony Stark all sick and emaciated and skinny and everything. Yeah, the CGI skinny body, which looked really cool. Uh, it, it took me a while to notice that it was actually CGI. Um, but yeah, they, they end up uh, getting saved by Captain Marvel, which is kind of weird because like the Captain Marvel end credit scene isn't in the film. No, even though that's so, clearly how they all meet, so we don't get a meeting scene because they met at the end of her movie in the post credit. Yeah, so I imagine like... She went to Earth to look for Fury, and then they yeah. they to- they told her something about Titan, or like maybe Friday or something. Learned about it, which is where they're going. Where she knew where to. And look. then yeah, then she went out to find them, and yeah, she returns returns uh, Tony home, and there's a there's such a great scene where he's in the wheelchair and he's like hooked up to the IV, where he's getting like he's like gone insane basically. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's getting really mad at Captain America because uh, of the stuff with Civil War. It, and this is the first time they've stuff. been in the same room to actually sit and talk to each other since Civil War. And all all that hate and anger is there. And it's great because at first they're so happy to see each other. And it's such yeah, a yeah. great rec- uh, reconciliation, you're not dead type moment. But then when they're alone together for 10 more minutes, like, oh yeah, I remember I'm <laughs> mad at you now. Yeah, fuck you, you're a traitor. You said we'd like be together when we fought this, but we weren't and all that sort of stuff. 
car, which really isn't really Cap's fault, you know. No. <laughs> you know, he, he, Iron Man just didn't have time to call him. <laughs> and, and Iron Man is mad at himself too for how yeah, yeah. things went, and his he even reiterates the thing from Age of Ultron. That, you know, I wanted to build a a suit of armor to put around the world, and you wouldn't mm-hmm. let me. Is the thing yeah. where he's like, I, I could have done it. I could have saved us all if only you had let me. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great, great performances from Robert Downey Jr. and, and uh, Chris Evans Absolutely. in that scene. This, this whole um, movie is filled with great performances. I know there are some people who will poop hot and be like, "Oh, you know, that's that's a comic book movie, summer blockbuster. That's not actors acting." No, it really is, and here especially. Oh yeah, this this is this is the movie where everyone brought their A game. This is this is their go for broke one. Like this is the thing where it's like if later in the year they're like, oh yeah, some people were up for like best actors or best supporting actors for this. I'd be like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's understandable. That's that's fair. I don't know who you would give them to, but yeah, I could see that. And and some people who I'm sure are like, oh well, they would never do that. Yeah, we didn't think they would do that for like The Exorcist or like Lord of the Rings either. But sometimes they just give you an award just for showing up for eleven years and making a lot of money for Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an unprecedented event as well. Like, so why like, the holy fuck crap? Not? Yeah. Um. So where were we? Yeah. So after that, they decide to like they. They find where Thanos is because he's used the stones again and Rocket's able to track the energy signature. Which I was uh, not expecting so early in the movie. I assumed like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's going to be, that's going to be act one that we need to track down Thanos so we can kill him and use the stones because that's how movies like this play out. they'll, They'll go into space and like, like track down someone who might know where he is or like go to the collector or something, you know. They'll find Um, the space troll and they'll beat the shit out of him until he tells them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they find his garden planet thanks to the information from Rocket and Nebula. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they all end up going there except for Tony. And um, they end up, like, catching him. And as we find Thanos, he's, like, Burn. injured. And uh, the, the gauntlet is, like, fused to his arm and everything. And we don't know why or anything, but we soon learn out once the Avengers get him and cut off his arm. Yes, um, I was so happy to see that because as we bring up in my commentary, forget going for the head, Thor. You should have gone for the arm. That would have ended the whole problem right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, as we learn that he's destroyed the stones, he used the stones to destroy the stones. Which as uh, far as villain like the... plans go is pretty solid, so the heroes yeah. can't undo it. Yeah, that was like his contingency. It's like, I've done what I've done, so I'm going to destroy these and no one can redo what I did. Um, and yeah, everyone is obviously doesn't believe him and are mad at him, but then like Thor just fucking cuts his head off and kills him. Yeah, because Thor is in a real depression spiral because, again, he blames himself for not going for the head in the fight yeah. for Wakanda there. He knows he could have ended it, and that's really affecting him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he cuts the head off, and like this is this is only like... 15 minutes into the film oh almost not even 15 minutes and i'm like holy shit did they actually just do that my theater there were gasps in my theater yeah 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 so like thanos is dead prime universe thanos is dead mm, yeah right, <laughs> uh, and then so the movie cu- and then the movie cuts five years later what a shocking time jump i did not see that coming yeah five years later so the world's kind of sort of moved on from the decimation but kind of not it's basically uh, it's a still... apocalypse yeah, yeah basically you see like all those cool shots of like new york with us like boats all like harbored around the statue of liberty and the water levels have dropped and all that sort of stuff um and caps running like a support group uh where because nice, the... that's what falcon did 
Yeah, yeah. I like to think that's like like him taking that on uh, about people who deal with like how to move on after all these people are gone. Mm. Um, and he's, he's telling them we've got to move on, got to move on, even though he himself doesn't want to move on. Exactly. He's not practicing what he preaches at all. And while he's doing that, Black Widow has actually uh, assumed control of an ad hoc Avengers team trying to keep peace on Earth with a very interesting uh, group of people. It's her, it's Okoye, it's Captain Marvel in a brand new costume. Yeah, her, her Jen Genis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what the costume is. It's 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 from the actual um the the Captain Marvel costume. Yeah, which is a fun little reference. Which uh, you know, yeah. I, I respect it even more because you know, uh, Internet Shithead Number Six Thirty Seven said they were going to edit Captain Marvel out of the movie because she did not do that well. <laughs> yeah, they had a cut ready where she wasn't in the film. Yeah, l- um, l- let that always be a reminder to you, everyone. YouTubers have no fucking clue what they're talking about, and that includes us. Yes, yes, that includes us. Never listen um, to us. We don't know anything. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, she shows up, she's actually out in space uh, dealing, because, like, obviously she mentioned earlier in the film, not any, like, other worlds don't have the Avengers. Yeah. So, like, she's sort of acting as their Avengers and, like, sort of is, like, a protector and, like, because obviously the whole universe is in chaos. Which I, I appreciated that. I know some people probably wanted more Captain Marvel interacting with everyone, but I like this idea that they've set this powered tier where it's like, look, Captain Marvel is a cosmic character who deals with cosmic problems. Call me when you can't handle it. I also think it has also to do with this film was shot before her uh, solo film. So, like, right. they didn't know, like, they didn't have a script for a solo film when they filmed this. So they kind of had to play it safe with, like, we can't do too much with their character because it might clash with what they write in her film. Yeah, like, they know. might end up being, like, two completely different characters. Yeah, see, so I we'll just give her a little... We'll just give her a little bit. Just give her a little bit. And she's completely fine here. She does. She gets just enough. She's, you know, every bit as sassy as she is in her own movie. You know, she gets a couple good japes and one-liners in there, which are always fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so Black Widow's running this team with War Machine, Captain Marvel, Rocket Raccoon, Okoyo, Nebula. Uh, they're all, like, spread out around the Earth and space. Keeping the peace, which I like that too, because with a five-year time jump, you can explain anything now. You can be like, "Hey, what happened in that five years that we missed?" Yeah, mutants, Fantastic Four. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing if they actually do a film in that because that that would be really interesting because it would be like kind of like post-apocalyptic. Yeah, sort of like it would be interesting to see what the Avengers actually fought or what certain characters actually fought. They offhandedly mention a bunch of earthquakes. And, like, Red Letter Media brings this up, too. And I think, oh, that that has to be intentional. You just don't bring up something like that if that was not either a cut side plot or something you plan to double back to in the future. I don't know. I think... I think it kind of was just like they could easily just like throw it through that into a lead into something. But I think it was just just that just like a thing because like as Black Widow, like she wants to deal with it. And I think it was to show that like like she she is looking at at everything like too meticulously, whereas Okoye says it's just an earthquake. You deal with it by not dealing with it. You let it happen. And also it's making nothing- tough decisions. Yeah, it's nothing like it's not Thanos. You know, it's just an earthquake. <laughs> Right, stretching herself too thin. That's a good reading too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so she's running that and uh, obviously Captain America is kind of sort of 
involved, but he's not. It's not really made clear whether he's still part of the Avengers or not. They're already kind of setting up his retirement. They're already kind of setting up his walking away because he feels like he's failed so hard that he doesn't even have the right to run the team anymore. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's at this point we actually uh, kind of learn out what happened to Ant-Man. And uh, through, like, sheer luck, uh, he ends up getting ejected from the quantum realm by a rat. Um, who walks across the controllers. Uh, his van has been loaded into, like, a shipping container sort of facility. <laughs> yeah, 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 in, in a really, really fake mustache. <laughs> Man, if you love community cameos, and you should, because that's where the Russo brothers cut their teeth, you get, like, a couple really good cameos in this. Yeah, yeah, so he, he gets ejected in, into this world where he has no idea what the hell is going on. He meets his daughter, who's now five years older. Hey, she's um, old enough to be stature now on a young <laughs> Avengers team. How about that? How about that? Um, I, I, like, I loved, like, seeing, like, him sort of exploring the world where, like, he goes down that street and there's, like, cars and trash everywhere. It's like the and there's a legend moment. Yeah, then there's that, like, really kind of creepy, like like outfits sort of memorial thing that he goes to with all the names it's like that's so creepy (laughs) yeah and then reading his own name off it too and having to piece together what happened yeah so he goes to the avengers uh facility and and fills them in and we learned that like while he was in the quantum realm for only five hours he came out and it was five years later so he he theorizes that they could use that time travel or that quantum realm traveling to go back in time to gather the stones and get them before Thanos does and undo what he did. And that's like the big driving force of this film. Which I appreciate that uh, for this universe, it took us this many movies, it took us about 11 years to finally get to time travel. And I like them saying that, A, we're not going to abuse this because it's difficult, it's dangerous, it's a pain in the ass, and it's also very different than what Doctor Strange does with the Time Stone. Yeah, yeah, they, they reiterate like at least three times from three different characters how this time travel works and people still don't understand it it's so simple they, as well they um, like every time travel movie ever and they're like hey have you seen terminator back to the future time cop da, 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 da. it's not like that yeah yeah it, it would be like that if it was the time stone yes um but this this is quantum traveling which takes you to other timelines and dimensions mm-hmm. um so like whatever you do in you like your future becomes the past because you were there, it happened that you were there, that you came to this current time. Yeah, you, you, you can influence the past, but even if you influence the past, it will not affect your future. It's why they can't go back and kill baby Thanos. It's why they can't kill baby Thanos. It's also why they can't bring people back from the dead who were snapped by the glove. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they, they theorize about all this, and this is where we find what's happened to tony stark in the last five years and as he's kind of retired to like yeah. a uh to like a lake house with pepper and uh he has a kid yes yeah, he has a kid morgan, named yeah. morgan uh who uh is his daughter and and he's like away from the avengers doesn't want anything to do with him anymore because he's got what what he wanted he found his little bit of hope in in this desolation it's, it's the Wild West moment. It's, you know, the gunslinger who has put down yeah. his hat and his guns. He's like, no, <laughs> no, I refuse to come back. But we could do it, Tony. One, one last ride. Yeah, and, and he has really great reasons to not come back. He's like, yeah. yeah, we could do time travel, but that would get rid of what I already have here, and I can't do that. I'm like, happy this is, now. This is what's keeping me alive, basically. Yeah, I'm happy and content for the first time ever. 
Yeah, so so Kevin, they have to turn to Bruce Banner, who in those five years, in the or in the in the eighteen months, uh, uh, he he has become Professor Hulk, which I love to death. And not only is he Professor Hulk in name, in costume too. When they travel back in time, he's wearing the jeans and the tank top. That's yeah. what he wore in the nineties as Professor Hulk. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's Professor Hulk. Um, Man, Ruffalo, they use I, every part of him as an actor in this, don't they? I, I yeah. Oh, oh my God, do they ever? I really like as well. Like when we first saw like pictures of that Hulk, everyone was like, "Oh, it looks more like Ruffalo." Now they keep changing it, and it was like, "There's a reason because of that." It's yeah. like this is now Hulk and Banner like equal parts. It's yeah, not more Hulk. It's not more Banner. It, it's it's amazing, and I I just love that. Like yeah, he can do all the stuff. He's really funny in this film as he well. Is. He took some of that stuff from Thor Ragnarok and ran with it. He did. I like that's just the Bruce Banner character. Now, he's a little corny. He's a little bit of a yep. fuddy-duddy, and he's funny. I, I, re I really like this characterization. And he stays like that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't change back or anything. Well, he does for one scene, and we'll get to that. But, just um, but yeah, he, he stays like that, which means when we're going to see him again, we'll probably see him as Professor Hulk again. Yeah, he's going to be that for the foreseeable future. Hey, you know, when we're talking about Professor Hall, confusing personas and different timelines and dark timelines that could happen, how much how much money about one of those universes where they removed a stone mat that that future eventually became 2099 and gave birth to the maestro? That'd be pretty cool. The thing is that like, how their time travel works, as soon as they put those stones back, those they those timelines don't don't exist anymore. But uh, but there is one. There is that one with Loki that doesn't get fixed. Yes, um, that, we'll get we'll get to that. That, that. Again, that's not to say uh, you know they fixed them eventually, but there's nothing mm -hmm. to tell you how long that those universes yeah yeah yeah. There's that you could do any any time any specific time or show like this is what happened, but then Steve put that back and it closed the timeline. Again, um, I'm telling you right now, Captain America four, Captain America 2099, Steve Rogers <laughs> versus the Maestro, make it happen. Yeah, that would be so awesome. <laughs> Again, I will write the script and maybe Chris Evans will want to come back for it, but we'll get to that <laughs> when we get to it. Um. But yeah, yeah. So he agrees to help them, and he helps them. Like he helps them with Scott and everything do time travel, uh, which doesn't work first up because they, as as Tony Stark puts it, they're not pushing Lang through time; they're pushing time through Lang, mm -hmm. which causes him to become uh, young Lang, and then a baby, and then an old man. Which was very funny. So yeah, Tony has developed an actual way to time travel, which is like this cool GPS mm -hmm. sort of thing. He gets a, a cool moment with Pepper where I, I love up until like now, Pepper is like kind of been against him being Iron Man and like yeah. being a hero. But like here she's like, look, there's, this is a chance to save everything. Like you have the chance. You could not do it, but could you could you rest with yourself knowing that you could change you the didn't. future? Yeah, so she kind of guilts him into doing it. <laughs> it, um, it. It is nice, though. Yeah, so so he joins the team and they start inventing all the quantum suits and everything. Um, and it's at this point they go and find Thor, who's retired to, to New Asgard, which, which, is, which is in Tronsberg, which was in the first Captain America film where the Tesseract was hid, as well as the first battle in the first Thor film. Yes, yes. Um, which is really cool. Uh, and we find him and he's, he's let himself go. He's He's yeah. full stack now. <laughs> the massive laugh that got in my theater of out of shape depression Thor, man, just rocked the whole place. And hey, uh, Meek and Korg are there, so we got a little Taika yeah. Waititi cameo as well. 
Yeah, and, and I think I, I'll have to go back and watch it, but I think Korg is wearing uh, the the cool shirt that, that Taika wore to, like, one of the press conferences uh, for Thor Ragnarok. Um, because that yeah, they're, they're, is just Taika Waititi. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's just Rocky Taika Waititi. Um, yep. Yeah, they're playing Fortnite and getting abused by Noob Master 69. Yelling teenagers, <laughs> what's not to love. Yeah, getting drunk and all that stuff. It's cool. I can, like, cosplay as Thor now. Um, Finally, right? Agreed. You know, I, like, you see all these think pieces online where they're like, was this Thor bit fat shaming by having a fit actor, you know, going fat face? And I'm like, no, as as a chubby guy myself, I'm glad I can finally be Thor <laughs> now. I can accurately portray him now in cosplay. <laughs> Finally. Or also, too, I can also be Big Lebowski Thor, and I love that Stark calls him Lebowski. I'm like, yes! Yes! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they recruit him. Like they recruit him by by promising him beer, more, basically. More we have more booze. Uh, Come with us. Because he doesn't want anything to do with Thanos after. Because uh, when he cut Thanos's head off, like he he wanted to do it, but as well, like there was no like heroic behind it. That was, it was they basically committed murder. And, and it meant um, nothing. Like nothing changed. Yeah. Yeah, it meant nothing. So he's like all depressed and everything. Um, so yeah, he comes back, and they all end up. Uh, setting up what scott calls a time heist love that that sounds like a freaking comic book title right there avengers time heist um which is they're going to go back in time uh within the quantum realm suits uh to specific points steal the stones and those points are 2012 2013 2014 as they very cleverly say there's a point in 2014 when there were three stones in new york city i'm like oh holy shit yeah wow i didn't think about that yeah, yeah. Um, so they end up going back, and uh, Steve, Scott, Tony, and Hulk go to the Battle of New York. So we get, like, recreations of really cool scenes. That's really smart. That's really fun. Yeah, so they, they go back there to steal uh, the Space Stone, the Mind Stone, and the Time Stones. And uh, Banner gets a really cool moment with the Ancient One, who comes back as Tilda Swinton comes back. Was not expecting that cameo. Really happy to see it because it answers the question. Where it's like, hey, if you if you wizardy types were so good defending the realm, where the hell were you guys during the battle for Manhattan? And she's like, oh, I was there. I was there. I was doing magic yeah. on the roof. You just didn't see me. <laughs> yeah, I was just up in in you know Bleecker Street. You know, you didn't see me because you were mainly down in like Times Square, that sort of area. Yeah, I, I had to defend the sanctum because it's a sick ass piece of real estate, and I wasn't going to let any aliens <laughs> yeah. wreck the place. It's rent controlled. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah she she doesn't want to give up the time stone because as she explains you take one the time stone which is a force of the universe a, a force of nature in the universe take that out it'll just cause chaos uh-huh. like a prime force of nature has been taken out it'll cause chaos and cause a branching timeline where chaos rules all sorts of stuff I like you know she don't explains have that as she should because yeah. you know you have the time stone you would know these things yeah, and she kind of does as well. She knows who Stephen Strange is and all that sort of stuff. Um, and Banner, Banner says like he'll return those stones, which will clip that that timeline and stop that from happening. So nothing. So it'll just be the same timeline as it ever was. They, uh, they also um, let Doctor Strange off the hook for giving Thanos the Time Stone in the first place, with the Ancient One being yeah. like, "Well, if he did it, he must have had a reason, and I trust him because he's the best man I know." Here you go. 
yeah, she she like kind of foresaw that, and it's like, okay, this must be the thing that Steve in his own movie she mentions. Like, there'll be a big thing that that will happen. That he'll, he is why he is the source of supreme, like the only one who could be the source of supreme. Yeah, and this is probably it. So I've got to give him the stone, which I like and appreciate. And you're fucking hoping you saw Doctor Strange because if not, that bit would be really goddamn confusing. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tony, Steve, and the Hulk, meanwhile, head to Avengers uh, Tower, uh, where we get a cool, like, alternate angle of, like, that end scene where they're that all capture true. capture Loki, and we find out that the strike team from uh, Winter Soldier is there, like, Brock Rumlow and all those guys. That was cool, and in the back of my head, I'm like, no, no, save Crossbones, take Crossbones with you, he needs to be alive <laughs> again. Oh, cool. well, it's nice to see you, Frank Grillo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, they they get it. They do a cool play on the elevator scene from. Yes, it looks like they're going to replay the soldier. They look like they're going to replay that, and then Cap does the whole hail Hydra since he knows they're all Hydra. That it, now that scene blew me away because that got a great reaction in my theater, and I'm like, "There's no fucking way you guys all read Se- Secret Empire." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, they didn't read Secret Empire, but they all if they did. They'd be booing. They'd yeah. be booing if they did because <laughs> because they all know the meme." So they're they're cheering and they're happy because they recognize the <laughs> meme, not because they recognize the story. Yeah. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, I'm like, Russo Brothers, did you read the story or did you just really like the meme and you wanted to pay a homage to the meme here? <laughs> it's probably a bit of both. <laughs> it is really smart, though, on Steve's part to be like, all right, so this fight sucked the first time. How do I get out of this? Hell, I draw. <laughs> also, also uh, Agent Sitwell is there too, so you get some yeah. Agents of Shield connection as well, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, that, that was really cool. Uh, and then Steve ends up like encountering himself, the 2012 version of himself, who's yeah. in he's in he's in the like Avengers costume. But I swear, like I'll have to like I want to see a high quality photo. But I think they redid the helmet on it mm. because it looks so much better. It does, and we get in fighting game terms, we get a mirror match. <laughs> yeah, we get a mirror match uh, where uh, where the 2012 Steve thinks the one with the the scepter, the uh, future Steve is like Loki. Yeah, he's got to be um, fake. And they set that up perfectly at, at, in the beginning when Loki is getting like transported, where he turns into Captain America. Mm. I'm like, ah, oh, that's cool, that's cool, because he never did that in Avengers. He never no, he pretended to be anyone else, and now they know how that he can do it. That, that um, is a nice touch. And how does Steve get out of that situation, fighting himself by dropping some knowledge he doesn't know yet? Bucky's alive. What? Yeah, Bucky's alive, and then touching him with the the, the stone, which which erases his memory or something. Which we know it does that. And man, well, what a great moment too of like build up to being like, okay, this plan is so meticulous. It's going off without a without a hitch. To oh no, now they're fucking it up all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's it's starting to fall apart now. The universes are starting to try and pull them apart. Yeah, you're um, ruining it. You're ruining it. <laughs> but yeah, he he beats beats himself and compliments his ass, and ass <laughs> it's America's ass. America's i loved i love ant-man always like talking to to, like captain america because he's always saluting or like he's he's just like wow i really like captain america he's really awesome he's a fanboy is what he is he's a fanboy it's lovely (laughs) yeah um but yeah and then steve and uh not steve tony and uh ant-man are going to get the tesseract from past tony and all those who meet robert redford's character from winter's Mr. Uh, Alexander Pierce, I'm done acting now. You know, this is my last movie. Going to do Sundance. Oh, a Marvel movie with a lot of money? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, they they end up 
getting the Tesseract, but then the 2012 Hulk fucks everything up because he had to take the stairs. Um, <laughs> uh, and in doing so, the Tesseract stays in that timeline, but Loki manages to escape to his Disney Plus show with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I never <laughs> thought of that. Yeah, that's where he goes. Oh, the Disney Plus show, it's in a different reality. We can do whatever. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's going to be a different... That's that's going to be really interesting because, like, oh, as we know, like that Tesseract eventually went to Asgard and then would be picked up in Thor Ragnarok and all this stuff. So now we live in a time. There's a timeline there, probably where this Loki show will take place where that didn't happen. So that's going to be quite interesting. There's there's quite a few timeline snafus. I wonder. Hey, WandaVision, Vision never came back. Hey. Hawkeye show you're Ronin now you're not really Hawkeye anymore and uh hey uh Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier you're not Falcon anymore are you <laughs> we'll get to that I, I feel like um, there needs to be some name changes for some of those shows <laughs> in a little bit maybe they will be maybe this was just like okay we we can't do that until after this film <laughs> I would love that they have another press conference like oh these names were actually a trick here's what they're actually going to be called yeah yeah um so yeah, they they and they don't they can't get the stone anymore because Loki escaped with it. They don't know where he went. He went obviously went off world with it. Yeah. Um, so Stephen and and they only have one pin particle for return. That was the thing. They they had enough pin particles to get back in time and then get back to their time. So they could not have it because they had no do overs. Yeah, because Hank Pym got snapped, so they can't just make particles they then do so, what they should have done in the first place and that is well let's hunt down hank pym at a time when he had more particles well they, they got a little cocky they're like oh we only need one trip for this we, we, we meticulously here. planned it all and we're good they, heroes we got this they didn't they didn't suspect the hulk you know no. to burst out of a stairwell <laughs> no they thought it was going to go off without a hitch but it's a good thing they did because that leads them to a situation where oh we can both get the tesseract we can have a scene where Tony reconciles with his dead father and also we can revisit a place from uh what is it from winter soldier <laughs> yeah winter soldier and captain america one um yeah, so yeah, they go back to 1970 where we get a cameo from uh, Stan Lee's oh, fun favorite. cameo, which is which is a really great cameo. I really loved it. it it's amazing. Uh, I like that. Those are probably going to be his last words on screen for a bit. You yeah. damn hippies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, yeah, so they they end up going to this base, and uh, we get a we get a cool young Hank Pym scene. We get to see the original Ant Man helmet. Man, I, I was the only one in the theater who marked out for that. I'm like, yeah, original Ant Man helmet. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, yeah he, he we get to see young hank ping again the aging technology is just there it works amazing. it looks right it looks amazing look i am just convinced that disney with their billions of dollars just found the actual <laughs> fountain of youth that are just dunking their actors <laughs> in it every so often okay okay we need a de-aging scene dunk him in the tank <laughs> get him in the tank again <laughs> but you can only get dunked in a little bit and then you quickly age back you gotta keep dunking into the tank it's like yeah, a Lazarus yeah. pet they, they got like the spray bottle and just give him a light spray it's you know we only need him like 10 years younger you know it's a couple years okay should i spritz samuel L. Jack oh samuel doesn't even need it samuel just looks <laughs> young all the time yeah, oh paul rudd doesn't need it you know even though he's 50 you know <laughs> you're what really okay i mean you know it's just, it's just spritz 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 <laughs> uh yeah so yeah tony gets a really cool scene with his father uh really and gets to sort of gets to sort of like reconcile with him and That's uh the and the movie reconciliation yeah, and tell him, tell him that, tell him in like a roundabout way, so he doesn't reveal he's his son that he did a good job, or will do a good job 
as a father. Uh, Steve as well gets a brief moment. She she doesn't realize it, but he gets a brief moment with Peggy Carter, which is really uh, nice that they're still remembering her and still bringing her back. Yeah, through through the through the window. I like the scene before that. Before he dives in the office, it's very quick, very very quick. But in that hallway, you can see Armand Zola walk by. Oh yeah, because they keep mentioning him that Zola is working there, and obviously this yeah. is the place where Zola will become a crazy computer. Yeah, yeah, he, he briefly, briefly walks by. So they got that actor back just for that one fucking scene. Just to walk down a hall and not say anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so he gets Which They do that with everybody. Like, every minor worthwhile yeah. character shows up here. Yeah, oh yeah, they spent their money well. Boy, did they. Uh, yeah, so... And this, like... I, this is like the scene that parts the seas for him that like he he realizes he's he's missing something and uh maybe he'll he'll do something about that a little later on yeah and while all this is happening the other teams are obviously going to their timelines to find uh the other stones that rocket and fat thor go to asgard uh where where jane foster's been taken because she's got the ether in her we got natalie portman back here everyone she didn't have much to do but we got jane back for <laughs> yeah. a minute yeah yeah the, the woman who said she'd never do these films again she came back they they, they waved that check in front of her face that fat marvel cheddar what's like oh what's that natalie uh, you don't want to do that well, what, what if we make it rain a little bit what if we just make it rain a little bit up in here oh, oh make it rain <laughs> oh okay <laughs> you got me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, she comes back and, and Thor has like a mental breakdown because he realizes he can't do any of this because he's he's a depressed sack of shit at this and point. He can't. St- he comes back on the day his mother is to be murdered by Malekith, yeah. and there's nothing he can do about that. And boy, do they have a very sweet scene where I think yeah. they do more with Freya than they ever did. Where she's like, "Look, I was I was raised by witches. I like know about magic powers and time travel and shit, and I know you're from another time and you can't tell me anything. But let us two reconcile because so many Marvel characters are defined by the tragedy with their parents. So let me give you a pep talk. Let me help you work through your issues and get back to yourself." Yeah, yeah. She she has like a lot to do, and I'm so glad they actually did something with it. And yeah, yeah, she she says, like, yeah, Thor, you did fail and everything, but you're trying to make up for it, and that's what makes, that's what counts. Yeah. yeah you, you try, you're trying to atone for, for what, what's happened and everything, and uh, it, it's really cool because, like, he wants to tell her about what's going to happen to her, but she's like, no, this isn't my my future. Like, this is, you're trying to fix yours, not mine. And, um, yeah, it's a really, really cool scene. It's, it's, we also find... That one made me tear jerk a little bit more than the Iron Man scene. <laughs> oh, really? To be honest, that was the one. Because you know she's going to die in a few seconds. Like, the only way they could have made the Iron Man one more tragic, where he's like, oh, yeah, me and the wife are going on a drive later on in the <laughs> No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and in the scene, we find out also that Thor is still worthy of Mjolnir. Which I like that that felt like that was probably going to be a sub thing where it's like, oh, is the reason he's so drunk and shitty because he feels like he's not worthy anymore? Can he not lift the hammer? No, he felt it. He just never said it. And then he proved that it's like, ah, I am still worthy. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, they end up getting the ether. Uh, and, and then in and another 20- Mjolnir to go with them. So we now and have an Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. 
Yeah, yeah. And then uh, on in 2014, uh, obviously Rhodes and Nebula go to Morag and <laughs> we get a recreation of the opening of Guardians with Peter dancing through, through the, uh, the, uh, the, the crypts. <laughs> One of the best jokes, and I knew they were going here with it, where it's like, oh, they're, they're going to find Peter when he's rocking out to his tunes and the joke is going to be that they can't hear the music and he just looks like an asshole. Still funny, yeah. even though I knew that's where they were going. Yeah. With. Yeah, so they so they take the stone and Rose and Nebula are quite a, a unique team up because like like as um as we see like when they get the stone like Nebula like explains she wasn't always like a robot and like it's kind of mirroring what what War Machine is where he needs the suit to like walk and everything yeah, yeah. and he's like yeah well I'm kind of the same I was never like all this but we work with what we got yeah. Plus, Don uh, yeah. just gets to be a cool guy who doesn't love that. Yeah, gets to knock out Star Lord, and and at, at the same time, uh, this this is like a scene that like obviously got a lot of reaction. It was uh, Black Widow and, and Ronan go to Vormir to get yeah. the Soul and, and um, Red Skull back for a second before I remembered how they split up the teams. I'm like, oh, is Captain America going to get to see Red Skull again? Ah, now he went to Earth. We can't have that. Yet. I kind of, I kind of wish he, I kind of wish he did get that. But then it's like we wouldn't have gotten Hail Hydra in the mirror fight. So I'm like, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of wish we did though. But uh, yeah, they go there and they obviously uh, realize because no, everyone seems to have a problem with this. No one actually knew that someone needs to be sacrificed for the soul stone. They just know that Thanos went there with Gamora and Gamora didn't return. Yeah. They didn't know Uh, the exact rules of it, that you must trade a soul for a soul. Uh, But they learned that from, from the red skull and uh, both Clint and Natasha want to sacrifice themselves. Clint, because of all the evil shit he's been doing uh, as Ronan and everything, he doesn't think he can atone for that. Uh, And of course, uh, Natasha, because she's, she's got red in her ledger. Yeah. She feels like maybe if she does this, this will like wipe that clean, and she'll be able to do something of good. As, as she puts it, she's like, you know, I don't, I don't have anybody. You know, you have a family yeah, yeah. to get back to. Yeah, yeah. So they end up fighting off over all this, this stuff, and it's a cool hero with, versus hero fight. Yeah, it ends with Black Widow fucking dying. Yeah. Which I did. I did not have money on her to die. If only because oh. I knew they were developing a Black Widow movie. I'm like, oh, they can't kill her. She's getting another movie. Guess it's going to be a prequel. <laughs> yeah, well, I have no idea what will happen. Might be in one of those timelines or something. But yeah, I thought like maybe Hawkeye would die because, you know, at that point he didn't have a family. He's been doing all this stuff that he he regrets doing and everything. And he, he thinks that maybe this will like get rid of that, like mark it out of his book. You could and, and still do a Hawkeye show, but just have it be about Kate Bishop and like maybe he shows up in flashbacks or stuff. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So, yeah, killing her off was quite surprising. Indeed. Uh, so, so, yeah, they get the soul stone. They they end up all returning. Uh, and it's at this point the 2014 Thanos, uh, which I've dubbed War Thanos. Yes, because he doesn't take off the armor and he's got a big got a big double-sided sword glaive he starts carrying around. Yeah, yeah well, when we meet him, he's, he's like fresh from, from a new planetary genocide and mm-hmm. he's wiping the blade down. He's like, I got done killing. It's, and, a, it's funny, too. A lot of people brought up where it's like, hey, he never used that double-bladed thing in the comics. What's the deal with this in the movie? And then the more I look down, like, wait a minute. He gave Gamora that double-sided knife. Oh my god, this is just a bigger version of the knife. <laughs> Even his weapons, he's obsessed with balance. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it all makes sense. Um, 
And what we find out is that because Nebula, the, the future Nebula came to 2014, uh, there's obviously another Nebula there, and they inhabit the same they inhabit the same Wi-Fi signal. They, they, they uh, synced up in the cloud together. Yeah, that yeah. Was really bad. Oh, what's this? We've paired two devices. What? <laughs> and because of that, um, 2014 Thanos obviously learns that someone is after the stones. He doesn't know who. He he eventually finds out they're Avengers because he knows who the Avengers are because of. Uh, Loki and all that sort of stuff. And this is late um, in the movie too. We get this. Yeah, like, yeah. Up until now, there has been no singular villain, and I'm like, is there not going to be a villain for this one? Is this just going to be time shenanigans? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and he's like, okay, so these guys going for the stones. So like, I'll just like accelerate my plan and use the information that's in this in this nebula, uh, which he captures from Morag to find all the stones and uh, basically half the universe again. Yeah, I uh, like. Like year, like nine years before it's meant to actually happen. I, I like it changes his personality to figure this out. Where it's like, oh, I win, I get what I want. Ooh, but then they try and take it away from me and they kill me. No, 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 not today. Yeah, yeah. He cut. He, he um. He realized, as he says near the end of the film, he realizes that like his plan, while good at the time, is wrong because he thought like once he's half the universe, people would be grateful. And he's realized, oh, people aren't grateful. They want it back to the way it was. Well, in that case, I'll just, like, kill everything and start the universe over again. Which hilariously gets him a little bit closer to his comic counterpart in the I am in love with death, time to kill everything. It turns him into the mad titan. Yeah, the, all right, time to kill it all now. Burn it down, burn it down, start over. Yeah. Um, So he replaces his 2014 Nebula with the 2023 Nebula. And she... such a great shtick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All she had to do was replace that faceplate. What a a great bit of, like, Chekhov's gunning where it's like, oh, hey, she's got a new face paint now because, you know, they repainted the ship and everything. Oh, that actually became important later. (laughs) Yeah, um, so they... She goes there and she brings Thanos to... 2023 uh and at this time they they the, the heroes have made their own gauntlet out of iron man armor which uh and yeah yeah which is really really interesting i imagine like like tony was able to do it because he got like readings on the gauntlet or something again i'm sure they could have thrown away a line where it's like oh i've been studying the composition of this that and the other and i think i've recreated the elements but at that point it's like no it's fine it's cool it's fucking iron man i buy it yeah, well, it's, it's not just that. It's like, it looks like they had, like, Iron Man, Rocket Raccoon, and Hulk working on it. So that's, like, three pretty fucking smart people. Oh, yeah, all working on it at the same time. And again, yeah. they're not even sure if it'll work, too. They know it's a bit of a gamble, and it yeah. even becomes a big question of, like, okay, who's going to wield it now? Well, who's strong enough? It almost killed Thanos when he used it. Yeah, Thor wants to do it, uh, I guess, because he sees that as, like, a heroic moment. Like, I can bring everyone back because I failed and everything. This is my good death. Yeah, but he, he doesn't want to, he can't do it. So the Hulk ends up doing it because it's mostly Gamma. Again, that's a line relating back to the first Avengers and how they found the Tesseract because of yeah. the Gamma radiation it, I did it, like it admitted. Um, and also Hulk is strongest there is, so here's a cool yeah. feat for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he puts it on and undoes the snap, but it, like, costs him his arm and, like, half his face. Yeah, like, uh, burns him up real bad. I'm like, okay, I like that. Where it's like, well, what's stopping them from just using the stones every time they have a problem, like the freaking Dragon Ball? <laughs> that. Because <laughs> it almost kills you every time, and, like, Hulk is strong, and no one else yeah. will be able to do it. Especially as we see later when a human tries to use it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they bring back um, 
everyone and it's not apparent straight away we just get we get little hints that like the sun's coming out there's birds mm. uh hawkeye's phone is going off and his wife's calling him uh, uh but that all fucking ends because fucking thanos is obviously there in his big ship and he just obliterates the fucking uh avengers compound that's crazy it brings not only does it bring thanos back but it also brings back the black order those weird pirate guys from well, guardians of the galaxy it brings back this- his entire force the, the, those guys are from 2014. Yeah. They came through the portal. No, with, I know. I'm just saying he brings right. all of them with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, oh, um, he actually has a bigger force than he did at the end of the last movie, actually, because they didn't get worn down by Guardians and Novas and Wakandans and everything. Yeah, yeah. He's he's prime. He's Eddie and he's prime. He's War Thanos. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, they, he bombs the, it blows the whole facility up. Everyone gets trapped underneath it. There's a cool, cool uh, callback to a cover of Secret yeah, Wars. With the Hulk, uh, with the Hulk holding it all up. Literally holding everything up uh, as the other heroes try to escape. It's, it's not uh, quite a mountain, but I see what you're doing there, and I appreciate it. probably degree. pretty fucking heavy. It's like the entire, it's the entire thing that fell into the earth. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, yeah, he's too, holding I guess that, that means up. the Avengers are going to need a new base now. I wonder, are they going to move them to a mansion? Where are they going to move them next? Mm, interesting. Because we've had the tower, we've had the facility. I think it's time for Avengers Mansion next. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they end up, like, they all get split up and everything. Hawkeye ends up with the gauntlet and kind of is protecting it from Outriders. Um crawling through all the tunnels and stuff Very uh, it turns into a horror movie for a minute yeah 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 and the, the war thanos goes to confront the, the the heroes he just like takes his helmet off sits down has a bit of a rest for a minute <laughs> what's, what's he doing nothing he's just sitting there like he did for those first couple movies <laughs> yeah jeez what a power move <laughs> what a power you know what it is it's that bit from simpsons where it's like and the little guy in the white suit hasn't done anything yet and you know what he does it's gonna be good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I want to see him do something. <laughs> oh, I missed it. <laughs> um, uh, Thor so, powers up too at this point. Yeah, both of his things, and I love that that his beard was all long and shitty, but when he like Power Ranger morphs, it gets all braided. That's the thing with like Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. Whenever like someone like uses its power, like raises it, like and gets the armor, it also like does their hair and like cleans them up a little bit. So it's like it's like oh I'm all stinky and shit. I'll just like pick up Mjolnir. Ah, I'm, I'm clean. I'm all good now. You, you get a Viking makeover. Also, a, a thing we forgot to talk about because we were so enthralled with the Nebula thing. We also get Gamora in this too, but this is darker, yeah. eviler Gamora before even the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy when she was still just kind of mulling over leaving Thanos and she's still a bit of a bitch and I like I like that because you never got to see that in Guardians the moment to moment thing that brought her to the idea of you know I kind of hate my dad now and I want to leave we kind of see that played out here all this time later yeah 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 and it plays out in this end battle where she decides to actually help the future Nebula yeah Nebula uh, against her sister where before it's the other way around with Gamora turning yeah. her and I'm like it's, oh that's it's fun. so good it's so cool so cool um yeah, so like obviously like Iron Man, the, the, the Trinity of, of Marvel, really uh, Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor will go fight uh, Thanos and he absolutely wrecks them. Even um, with two hammers, even with everything else, it's still just a slobber knocker of a match. Yeah, he, he absolutely wrecks them all. He, he like I, I love that movie does where like Thor like 
hits Mjolnir with with uh, Stormbreaker at Thanos. Thanos yeah. just like picks up Iron Man to block the block it. They're like Jesus Christ. Thor has been playing a lot of that new God of War game, so he's you know <laughs> mastered all the different cool throws and everything. And even him and Iron Man have like a video game combo move. Where it's like shoot me with the lightning, and I'll like you know concentrate <laughs> into a beam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get the Thanos copter, but it's yes. not the Thanos copter everyone thinks. It's his blade that spins around. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the move. If this was a fighting game that's what he'd call it in the new marvel versus capcom it's going to be called the thanos copter um yeah and uh, say so he like beats all the all the heroes down and everything and he's about to kill kill thor with stormbreaker yeah, and then in a, captain in a reverse of the scene yeah, yeah. infinity war with the axe getting driven into yeah. his chest yeah. yeah and it's at this point we get to see captain america pick up yoni fuck yeah and it was so awesomely done as well because you like see the hammer float up and go, oh shit, what's happening? What's happening? And then it hits him and then comes back to comes back to him and everything. And Captain America fucking owns with that. He like knows how to use. Just he's been he's been watching his his teammate. Oh yeah, cheers in my theater. And again, as a comic fan. You knew this had to happen. They were, like, planting the seeds of this even in Age of Ultron. The, yeah. I bet Steve could probably lift this if he wanted because he's, like, the most pure-of-heart dude well, ever. Well, that makes that scene even more because, like, as people have been saying, he probably could have lift, lifted that in that scene. But, but like, didn't because he's humble. Yeah, to spare Thor's feelings and everything. And because Thor says in this, he's like, ah, I knew it. I knew you could do it. I knew you could. Yeah, exactly. Man, a lot of stuff in this movie makes Age of Ultron, you know, better in retrospect. I know we talked yeah, about yeah. this in our commentary that it's unfairly maligned. They pay off so much stuff from that and this. Well, it's, a lot of the Russia brothers does, like, Winter Soldier made Iron Man 2 retroactively better with the Senator stuff yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And same with Civil War and all that sort of stuff. It's a very Russo move. And again, we get more great combo moves. The I throw the shield, then the hammer. The hammer bounces off the shield and hits a guy. Yeah, yeah all, all this really cool stuff. He does like the lightning things. Lightning things kind of weird because like as we learned in Thor Ragnarok, like the lightning comes from Thor, not the hammer. Mm. So like it's, I, I guess because it's technically not a hammer. It's like a, an alien weapon. So it yeah. could be like, like still have lightning and stuff in it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Steve is electrical too. You just didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, Steve is the god of thunder on earth. Um, he actually is. You didn't know it. Which again, <laughs> the comics go back and forth on that too. That if the hammer actually gives you lightning powers too, or yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Thor, uh, Steve uh, ends up fighting Thanos like one on one, and almost ends up beating him. But Thanos then uses his his blade to like cut the shield in half and everything. And people seem to have a problem with that, but. Remember, vibranium's the strongest metal on Earth. Yeah, you have no idea what the hell that shit's made out of. Yeah, it could be made out of anything. Uh, vibranium from space. Space vibranium. Which we know is from space, actually, so... Yeah, yeah. it could be a, a, a pure variant of it or something. Dark um, vibranium. Dark Uru. Yeah, um... So yeah, and then Captain America, he thinks like you know, all things are lost. He, he he tightens his shield on his hand, and, and that that's a great shot as well because when he does that, you actually see his arm, and his arm is like cut open, and you can see the bone and everything, and that's why he like tightens the shield to like basically hold his hand together. That's great too, and it's great for two reasons: the one you mentioned, and also the the way he does it. He's so defeated, you don't know if he's touching it to like let it drop and surrender and there's like a moment where it could go either yeah, way he's yeah, like no yeah. tighten it up and then we get the almost the return of i could do this all day 
Yeah, yeah. I, that line actually gets referenced in this right? when does. he's fighting himself, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know, I know." All, all this time later, and it's still Steve, still standing up to bullies in an alley. Only the alley is the world, and the bully <laughs> is fucking Thanos. Yeah, yeah. Thanos and his army, which is huge, got like some cool new creatures. Yeah. There's big like looking things, yeah, and well, tanks. Why does the robot ape thing seem familiar? Is that from something? That has to be from something because I, I don't think it's. Seen- it did look really familiar. Like, I think it's like because I want to say the face looks something like like the Cloverfield monster or something. Like like it did look really familiar. I know what you mean. Like when I said that, I'm like, oh, I've seen something like that before. But like, I haven't seen it. Wasn't in any of the other films. Like, is this just special effects warehouses? You know, like everything is starting to look the same now. Or is yeah. this actually from a comic and that's just like a really obscure reference? Actually, you know what it kind of looks like as I think about it now. The the big guy from the Fatal Five. Oh yeah, yeah. And I know that's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally right. And I know that's DC, but I'm like, holy shit, that looks like the big guy from the Fatal Five. <laughs> You're totally right. Yeah, holy yeah. shit. Because I'm like, what? Like that was driving me crazy. I'm like, why? Why did they build this brand new monster if it's not from something? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it, it probably is from something like is it something in Hickman's run right. like a big monster or something in the comments section down below if you know what this thing is from please tell us and you'll win a no prize <laughs> we're done um, no. but yeah Steve's fight, uh, fighting these these creatures alone but then like he hears in his, in his earpiece he hears Sam Sam somehow still alive because oh, uh, obviously this snapped the snap got undone, and and, and the Doctor Strange starts opening up all these portals, uh, with like Black Panther and uh, the Wakandan army, the Asgardian army. They're not at the Asgardian army; they're like Asgard. What was left of them right, that, that retired? You got the Valkyries and everything. Uh, you got the wizards from Doctor Strange. I'm like, oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad they finally used them again. We we don't see any of the Novas from the Nova Corps because assumedly Thanos killed all of them before the snap. Well, it's, uh, assumedly, um, as well, like, there was no one out in, in space to bring them. Like, Doctor Strange wouldn't know anything about them or anything. That's also uh, true. Stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they're probably all fucking dead. <laughs> Again, if he took the stone and they say that he fucked up Xander. Hey, they could have brought John C. Riley in. He would have helped. That's what I would have wanted. Hey, I'm here. I know karate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we get this awesome scene it's where there's amazing. like every single hero ever from any, every one of the films is there. It's legitimately the fucking best. It's like that moment from Lord of the Rings where it's like, the elves, they came to help us, but that, yeah. like, turned up to a million. Yeah, yeah, and we get Cap, to, we get Cap saying Avengers Assemble. So he's been building for, like, 11 fucking years. 11 years, <laughs> like, over 20 movies, he finally says Avengers <laughs> Assemble. And, and it's it, totally earned. It's totally earned. And as I sit and watch this movie, I'm like, oh, my God, it's the Avengers and the Guardians of the Galaxy and all these other characters fighting Thanos and the Black Order and everything over Infinity Stones. I'm like, this this is the most comic book event thing ever. (laughs) And, like, people who don't read comics around me are getting to feel what I feel all the time. This is a beautiful moment of coming together. And then I feel that great moment of community, and then in the back of my mind, I'm like, we're gonna have to wait another goddamn eleven years for DC to come even close. To this, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I did that, I was like, "Oh, this is so fucking awesome!" And then, and then I got like really sad. I'm like, "Oh, we're not gonna have like a moment where like 
like Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman rally all all the DC heroes to fight like Darkseid or the Anti Modder and things. It's like, oh, oh, give it another, give it another eleven years, maybe. <laughs> maybe <laughs> who knows and what about the dark universe what about when dracula and the mummy all came yeah, together is tom cruise gonna like rally them all and <laughs> say monsters unite or something that's what we need man there was a great fake article i saw online it was like someone being like and why wasn't batman invited to this fight at the end they had every other popular superhero why not batman <laughs> it's, it's like we're never going to see batman in these avenger movies or something after 11 years <laughs> and like the person was clearly taking the piss but because it's the internet people thought they were being serious yeah yeah but yeah that that was great getting to see everyone come together and then the rest of the movie is just these great battle scenes wherein everyone gets little moments to shine oh that battle was so cool and it, it it, it's really cool as well because it was like the last like 40 minutes of the film yes yeah they don't fuck it's hey you know all those lord of the ring or you know all those game of thrones episode long fights you enjoy so much like the battle of blackwater and the battle of the bastard yeah this is that yeah but, but with superheroes but with, with people super in like iron suits and stuff and even people in costumes you've never seen before because it's like hey here's pepper in a brand new rescue armor yeah oh that looks that was so cool that, that was, was so really cool. great you get uh you get Rocket and Groot uh meeting again on the battlefield and that's really sweet. You get uh Winter Soldier and Rocket once again doing their great hey, we we're the only two who fight with guns. Look at us. <laughs> uh it was just such a cool scene. And then while all this is happening, obviously they've got to keep the infinity gauntlet away from Thanos. So there's like this awesome scene where like each of the heroes is like passing it off to one another. Where like the most Clint passes it to Black Panther and Black Panther to Spider-Man. It's the most epic game of keep away ever. And again, they keep the banter up in these moments too. So Spider-Man is like, oh, Mr. Stark, no, I was feeling really bad on Titan. He basically becomes Morty from Rick and Morty. And then five years passed away and then Doctor Strange was doing magic and said you needed us. So I came here now. <laughs> yeah. I actually really like that scene because that's the second time Spider-Man has saved uh, Iron Man from yeah. Colobsidian. <laughs> that that is pretty fucking cool. I like that. And then Spider-Man meets Valkyrie. Hi there, I'm Spider-Man. Uh, I'd like to introduce yeah. myself, but I can't. <laughs> my, my favorite part in that, and I said it on Twitter, was Ant-Man. This like far like world's best grandma. Um, yeah. Fucking haymakering a Leviathan as giant man. Like that's so fucking awesome. Again, Scott Lang is probably the closest to like an everyman in this universe, and yeah, that he's yeah. come so far, played such an integral part, and then yeah, friggin' one punch is a space monster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like See, like, it's a pull run as well. Like, Jesus Christ, that's awesome. This, this ex-con now fighting alongside all these great heroes in his art coming full circle. And also, the van is important. Friggin' the van. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big, a major player in this. We gotta save the van. Me and Evangeline Lily gotta go save the van. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah they get all these like really cool moments with each other um and uh we get like one of my favorite moments was uh wanda facing thanos like because this yeah. thanos doesn't know who she is nope. and what he's what he's done to her and and, and she's like oh yeah i've got to fucking kill you and she very almost fucking does yes. like like keep, people keep saying captain marvel's the strongest avenger but Jesus Christ, Scarlet Witch gives her a run for her money. She almost kills him. Again, yes, for people who like to do power rankings and power scalings, for the record, as we clearly see here plain as day, Wanda would have killed him if Thanos didn't say fire on everyone, even fire on our own people. 
she was strong enough to end it right there. Yeah, she she would have fucking killed him, and yeah, it would have been just over, just over. Thanos only got out of it because he cheated. Is the thing in yeah. a fair fight, she would have like crushed him to death. Which I'm like, ooh, someone who's powerful enough to do that would be powerful enough to do a reverse House of M and make mutants real. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what people like discount Wanda, but like when she gets mad, she she's fucking strong. She's she's Gohan from early Dragon Ball. Don't don't make her <laughs> yeah. angry. Also, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, too, another scene we got to talk about, uh, which I feel this is totally Disney Marvel planting seeds for like a, hey, do you like this? Because if you do, we'll make this happen. Look, we put all the super ladies together in a thing and they got a cool <laughs> moment. Would would you like an A-Force movie? Would you pay us money for an A-Force movie? And my theater universe, or universally was like, yes, yes, we would. Can we have I, this at some point? Yeah, I, I, I'd like to see it. I think that would be pretty cool. That, and that's that's our, in the fight after Captain Marvel arrives, uh, obviously sporting a new haircut and everything. Um, I mean that she is the Superman of this universe so far. Did you need yeah. me? She she does her her trademark punch the the battleship of the evil villain. Yeah, uh, she, she does in her film. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's canon. We've set it up now. She has the power to destroy an entire ship with a single punch, and also why we kept her off the table until right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so she helps um, get the infinity. She, they need to get the infinity gauntlet to Scott's van, where they can take take it back through time and get the stones back to their original. Uh, point so then Thanos can't actually use the stones and they just then need to beat his army yes. um but yeah Thanos didn't have any of that shit no no he is not he has not come <laughs> this close to fail now and again just just some brutal dirty shots on the hero all over the place like yeah. he's not even trying to be cool anymore he's just trying to win yeah yeah well, that's what he says like he says like you know I know I don't take any of this slaughter or genocide I do personally yeah but what I'm going to do to Earth, I'm going to take personally, and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it personally. And again, the, the best cheat move is like, all right, fine. Oh, power stone, punch. Yeah, yeah, when he can't defeat Captain Marvel, I, I love that. Uh, uh, I, I, I just love as well, like, how close he got to snapping his fingers as well. Like, yeah. he was almost there, and then she, like, ripped his fingers apart. And, yeah, oh, that, that was so awesome. But, yeah, he ends up beating Captain Marvel and beating, like, like uh tony and all the other avengers and then uh dr strange while he's holding up the water like signals to tony like this might be this is the one this is the one like kind of cheats kind of gets around because he says earlier on if in I the film you. like if i tell you it won't happen so he kind of like just, just, just i'm gonna look over this way and um what my hands do i won't see <laughs> I, I, i'm not breaking the rules of the universe i'm not breaking magic law <laughs> <laughs> if, I, um, if I don't see it, it's not a crime. <laughs> I'm uh, so being Moses here and parting the water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so Tony's last ditch effort is like attacking Thanos, and he gets the stones from him and uh, puts him in his own, puts him in his own gauntlet, and he would be able to do that because his glove is made out of nano nano like the like the his infinity gauntlet, so he'd be able to just like grab them. It, it's a great reveal because Thanos does the. He does the limp one, and then you look and see there's not, and he's like, yep, I grabbed them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and I, I love it. It's like a callback to, like, obviously the first line that, like, birthed the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I am Iron Man, but it's also, like, like Thanos saying, like, he's inevitable, and I Tony just inevitable. being, like, being like the cocky motherfucker he is. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, well, I am Iron Man. Yeah, I'm Iron Man. <laughs> 
and then snaps him out of existence where it's like, yeah, how are, how are they going to square the circle of, you know, killing Thanos and his armies while also kind of remaining heroes and not doing the we just chopped his head off like Thor? Oh, you snap him out of existence. All right. Yeah, yeah. So they snap only his army and him yeah. out of existence. And and this, this raises the question because it's left ambiguous, which I imagine Guardians will deal with, uh, whether that includes Gamora. Because at this point, Gamora has become good yeah. again, but she was part of him. Does that include him? I, I think it's she's going to stick around and that's going to be their thing, which ironically brings this Gamora a lot closer to the Gamora of the comics currently. The I'm kind of friendly with the Guardians, but I'm also kind of on the outs of them because I never had the history with them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I imagine that would be the thing for down the line. That Oh, we got to get this Gamora back in the fold or we need to go to her for some reason. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what that happens. But yeah, so Thanos gets snapped out of existence. I like that there wasn't like no like no moment. Like yeah. he just like kind of sits down and like he, he realizes he's defeated. He can't really do anything. So he just sits, sits down and turns to dust. He accepts his defeat, yeah, which which again shows why he's actually a very different type of villain for these types of movies. Because yeah, 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 every other villain would have been melodramatic. He'd been like, "No, my plans have been full. I'll get you next time, Avengers." It's like, <laughs> ah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. So that's really cool. But obviously, like using the Infinity Gauntlet and snapping his fingers uh, caused irreparable damage to Tony Stark and he ends up dying. Which I like that they put a limiter on that where it's like, no, 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 we just can't use these to solve all our problems now. It will kill you if you're human. Yeah, like it almost killed Hulk, but he survived because he was Hulk. He could survive that energy, but if a human can't can't do it, like it took, took what, five Guardians to, to use one stone, and that was only because Peter was half Celestial, so... Exactly. They wouldn't have been able to do it otherwise. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he ends up dying, uh, again, surrounded by his friends and family and whatnot, uh, and then, yeah, the end of the film, the last 20 minutes or so, is just like, kind of like a wrap-up. Yeah. Of yeah. like, of his funeral, uh, which which is really really well done. It was um, super nice and tasteful. And what what did they send off there? They send off the thing from Iron Man one, proof that Tony Stark has a heart. Yeah, into the into the lake uh, to wash up on the shore somewhere in the lake um, and be forgotten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, in that scene we have like every hero in 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 the in the funeral scene. And a bunch of supporting uh, characters too. Yeah, yeah, and I, I also like as well, they were, like, broken up into their franchises. Yes, yeah, okay, <laughs> everyone go stand with your franchise, so people um, know who you are. Yeah, so they got, they got, like, everyone, even the kid from Iron Man 3 was there. The, there were some confused people in my theater being like, yeah. oh, who was that kid? And even when I came home, I had to Google it, I'm like, oh, that's right, the kid from Iron Man 3. You don't recognize him because he was a little kid there, he's a friggin', you know, teenager now. Yeah, um, that that was really cool. We get obviously Nick Fury and all that. I did find it funny that like Hulk is there, and then in the background we've got General Ross, and I imagine yeah. he's like, "Get you, Hulk!" Yeah, my, yeah, he's he's just staring daggers at him. <laughs> oh, we'll get you. But no, Liv Tyler though. No, no, no. But Betty didn't really know him, and you know Thunderbolt Ross didn't want to bring his daughter to this event, so you know. It well, I, I I imagine that like if they did include it, people would be going, "Who the fuck is that?" Because so many people didn't see the Edward Norton yeah. Hulk movie, which they should have. The, that would have been funny if Edward Norton was in the back and so was the original <laughs> War Machine. He's in there in like in like glasses behind a tree. Yeah. Uh, uh, can I can I get a final <laughs> cut on this? No, Ed. I, I, want, I want final cut on the funeral though. 
um, but we also get like a really, really touching scene between Tony Stark's daughter and John Favreau's Happy, Happy Hogan. Really Again, it's like like, like like Happy saying goodbye to Tony, but as well as like it's like John as well saying goodbye to the character he brought in. Exactly, it's like I lost a son too because I helped birth this franchise. It's a small moment, but I'm really glad they give it to him, and it's kind of the Russos paying homage to be like, if it wasn't for you, Favreau, there'd be none of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Hawkeye and, and Wanda kind of get their moment to like, hey, I wish I could tell like Vision and Nat we, we succeeded. And uh, they, they probably know wherever they are. They also have a moment of like, uh, what are our shows going to be like now? Because you didn't get Vision <laughs> back and like I got my family back, but I'm also like a killer now. So how does this work? I, I, I have a feeling the Vision, the, the Wanda show is going to be, it's either going to be a prequel set between the times where they're over spent, or it's going to be after this and it's going to be Wanda like dealing with that grief and right. like, and like Vision doesn't actually exist. It's like in her head right. and she's like created like a, like a, like a vision of him basically. Right. Or, or we can rebuild him. We can make him stronger. Faster. Yeah. They could, they, well, they did mention in Infinity War, they could, possibly do that so they, they've left that open so it could go um, many different ways it'd be a good way to get, get a bunch of roboticists in there Ooh, or what a really fucked up one would be she's like oh i can manipulate reality so maybe i can like wish him back like i wish yeah, yeah. my children it, into existence it'll be something like that like yeah that's her way of dealing with the grief of him gone or like this is how she gets over it or something it'd be funny too where it's like hmm you know ultron built vision so if we bring Ultron back, maybe we can get <laughs> Vision back. <laughs> oh, no. Wouldn't that be a funny place to take that show? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. so the movie sort of ends around here with Steve. Like, he's got the stones and Mjolnir, and they've got to take all of that back to their respective timelines, as Banner promised um, uh, the Ancient One to clip those those timelines that don't have the stones anymore. Uh, so, so they send him, they send Steve back um, in time and he doesn't return. Not right like, away. As Banner says, he blew past his time stamp. So he went further back mm. than what he was supposed to. And we don't know why. And they're all, and uh, Bucky and Sam are there and they're trying to get him back. And then, then Bucky sees some guy sitting over on, on the bench. Some old dude. Some old dude, and then Sam goes and sees him, and it's cool in this thing because, like, the way Bucky was talking to him kind of made it seem like he knew Steve wouldn't be coming back. Like, like maybe they had too. a conversation or something. Maybe that's something we could see in the show, like a co like uh, behind the scenes conversation, where he's like, "Look, I'm going to go back in time. I'm not going to be coming back the, the proper way." Um, and and it's in this moment he decides, like, "Oh, I'm going to forego being Captain America and give it to Sam." Yeah, which makes complete sense in in the in the world of of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Like you don't really want like a an assassin who's yeah. technically still on the run, still a um, fugitive, yeah, being uh, uh, who's wanted by countless countries. Um, so yeah, Sam goes and sees this old man who turns out to be Steve yeah. um, again, and and this is this is old Steve, so it's like chris emmons in makeup which was pretty um, good makeup well, actually it was good yeah i think it might have actually been cgi um because sometimes they yeah. really fuck up old person makeup yeah. this was pretty good yeah you're, and th that's the thing like this is this is old steve but this is like it's not it's not i don't know whether like the, the super soldier serum in the movies like slowed the aging process or if it was the ice that did it yeah 
but even still like it it this is this would be like almost 200 year old steve that's right i never thought of that because yeah if he went back to world war ii and you know lived that life from there yeah this would be a very old steve so he he looks pretty good for 200 yeah Uh, and again, it still leaves the door open because, like, Steve for a time there, like, was old man Steve. He was. Um, uh, as, like, a, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. director guy. Yeah, um, that could definitely be a thing, had- the I want to, you know, help rebuild S.H.I.E.L.D. and make it better this time with less Hydra Nazis. Yeah, yeah, you could definitely see that. And we learned that, like, yeah, he, he went back in time and it's, it's, it's ambiguous what happened. But, yeah, he went back and he, he obviously married Peggy Carter. Yes, and got and, to live his full life and finally get the dance. Yeah, and he returned all the stones um, and the hammer and everything. So he clipped all those branches. Which, which What adventures did he have along the way? I don't mm. know. That could make for a good series on Disney Plus or another movie if Evans wanted to come back and do it. Yeah, you could call it Captain America, Man Out of Time. Um, Again, like like the great uh, Mark Wade book, exactly. That's what you could call it. Yeah, um, and yeah, he and and Steve uh, Sam is like, oh, well, I'm kind of upset. There's no going to be yet, no Captain America in this world, and that's when he gets given the shield and told to become Captain America. So get, then he gets Sam Wilson, Captain America. And I love that idea. And here's the thing: I think that will play better in movies than it did in comics because I don't think the movie people will get such cold feet and chicken out as quickly as the comic people did. Yeah, well, as well as that, they can do some they could even like change it up a little bit yeah. where it's like are we going to have like is he still going to look like falcon but just be like captain america covered or is he just going to become captain america like we've got to obviously figure out he doesn't have the super soldier serum or anything right. like he's going to get something to help him and i do as well i i really like that costume once they gave costume. him like captain america colors and everything it, it was a really good costume and you know uh hey uh what is it? Red Skull is free now, so he doesn't have to keep guarding the Soul Stone. Which means, wouldn't that be some shit if he came back and was uh, Cap Sam's first villain? That that would be really cool as well. It's like as we mentioned, like the adventures of of Steve through time. Like he obviously had to return the uh, uh, the Soul uh, the Soul Stone. So like, would he have had a moment with with uh, with Red Skull? And if he did, I would have liked it if they didn't fight, but actually like had like a mutual respect for each other because obviously red skull isn't no nazi criminal guy anymore he's like he's moved beyond that where he's like i don't care about that stuff anymore i'm i'm cosmic gatekeeper now and steve's like okay cool i guess i don't have to fight you (laughs) i would love for them to do a call back to his line there was like i have seen the future and it is a world without flags which he kind of did because he went to space because they don't got no flags in space. So there you go. <laughs> I learned my lesson, but also no, seriously, send me back to Earth so I can do more evil shit. <laughs> I am so chomping at the bit. That would be crazy too to have like a more cosmic red skull come back to Earth and see what Earth is like in yeah. 2019. Yeah, he's yeah. It would be cool because like his his mind has been expanded, and he's like, oh, I realize like Nazis and Hydras that that was like that was like small game, man. I, I, uh, I, I need to be small. thinking bigger. I need to space Nazis. Yes, <laughs> I need to. You know, Hydra will be a space group. We're gonna build rockets and go to the moon and colonize that. <laughs> Wolfenstein did it. I do not know what that is. <laughs> well, oh, oh, God. Red Skull has a list of things he needs to catch up on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like all like Nazi based stuff. 
Uh, okay, uh, Charles Manson, yep, got that Met skirt, check, yep, yep. Uh, everything on YouTube, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, something called Right Wing, oh, got man. that, yeah. Alex Jones. <laughs> Alex Jones, oh, he is crazy even by my standards. <laughs> and I have a red face. Man, <laughs> that needs to be a sketch. Red Skull's evil list of things to catch up on from the last couple of years. <laughs> oh, that could get really fucking dark really quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, a, a really beautiful kind of, you know, closing chapter to this 11 years of Marvel movies. It's an end, but it's not really an end. We know it's not an end. They they plant many seeds. That friggin' Valkyrie becomes the new all-mother of Asgard, and Thor seemingly joins the Guardians of the Galaxy, which, holy shit, what's that going to mean for Guardians 3? Yeah, the Asgardians of the Galaxy. Ah, that's a comic. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, all this, like, really cool stuff that gets set up, and as you said, it's like an ending, but it's like, it's, it's like an ending of... Like chapter one yeah basically which man in 11 um, years of a chapter holy shit yeah yeah they, they took some time with it, which really paid off it a, really paid what off what a beautiful you know like uh, again just a beautiful love letter to the fans to say that most of this movie is fan service would not be lying but it's the best kind of fan service it's the, yeah it's the rewarding kind it's not the cynical kind it's the good kind it's not the kind where like the movie stops to do it where it's like, and now we're stopped here to like view this thing that you recognize from this old film. Yeah. It's rewarding you for sticking around for as long as you have and also promising that there will be more adventures down the line. In fact, Hey, come back and see Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's going to be very interesting because Peter just goes back to like school after all this happens. We see him with Ned and everything. So that's going to be really interesting, but what, like how they explain like the five year time thing and like, like how people were snapped and like what happens. And I, I said on Twitter that also like, like, like is a great like starting point for like creating new villains yes. for the Avengers. Cause like, as I said, like five years. Well, not, not, not only that, like, in that five years, obviously, people, as we see in this film, people have, like, moved on with their lives. They're, like, meeting, like, new new people to have, like, lives with and, like, new families and everything. So, like, what happens when the snap was undone and then their past family, like, comes back and, like, they can't really pick up where they left off because they've moved on and everything. And now they're blaming the Avengers for that because they're the ones who undid it. And like, well, yeah, people would be happy and everything. There'd probably be a bunch of people that were like uh, resentful that that's happened oh. now that they've done that. And great. It's like a reverse Zemo, basically. Very much so. Also, hey, speaking of that, you know, we've got the big villain that is Thanos. I wrote this on Twitter and I seem to get some good feedback from it. I think the future should be villainous teams is what it should be. I think they should be working up to either Masters of Evil. Spider-Man's clearly working up to Sinister Six. And I think, you know, the Thunderbolts would be great too, especially because we see Ross being like, well, there's no more Iron Man to defend us anymore. Time to take matters into my own hands. Also, too, we all got friggin' snapped out of existence. And, you know, who's who's going to fight for that? Sure, the Avengers were here this time, but what about next time? Give me that Red Hulk juice. <laughs> that... That would be really cool. I'd like it if, like, like obviously, Thanos is big bad. They went back down to like smaller villains. Where like yeah. you get you get this thing where like the Avengers like they get too cocky. Where they're like, we beat Thanos, but what the fuck's this Sinister Six gonna do? But then exactly. they like fight them and they get wiped and they're like, holy fuck, these guys are no joke. Like they're evil. We got to fight as a team. 
yeah, we, we, these guys are no joke. We've got to like really up our game, uh, to, to like fight these guys. I'd like, I'd love to see that like part where they like get a bit too cocky. Yeah. And I mean, a year from now too, when they can start using the Netflix stuff again, and when they start, you know, assumedly peppering in the fantastic four and X-Men stuff, Mm -hmm. I mean, sky's the limit at that point. Yeah, and you've you've got like Doctor Doom, Galactus, all these. I'd really love as well. Like, obviously, they had time travel stuff in this. Yeah. You could introduce like, uh, like yeah. Kang, like 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 he's he's found out like this timeline's been fucking with with timelines and everything. It's like, like no, no, that's not on. That's not on. This is meant to happen. Thanos is is inevitable. He's meant to be here. Right. You can't not not have him. We've got to bring him back. I, I do like the idea of Kang as like this evil time cop where it's like, no, 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 I keep balance in the universe. Whenever a species masters time travel, I come and destroy them because they mm -hmm. become a danger to the entire space-time continuum or something yeah. like that. You're like messing with time summons Kang for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, or like, yeah, plants those seeds that brings him in. I, I would also like Mephisto because Mephisto is getting a huge push in the comics right now, fucking with both yeah. the champions and the Avengers team. I would really like Mephisto, especially here's my pitch for a movie. I call this Avengers go to hell the final Friday. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, what is it? Their friend, uh, their friend, black widow is dead. Black widow killed people when she dies. She's going to go to hell. Imagine if they have to break into hell to try and save Black Widow from Mephisto. Yeah, like they find out that like she's in hell, like purgatory or something. Yeah. It's like we, there's a window we we can get her before she actually goes into hell proper and she's unable or unable to get her or something. So we, we we can break into hell with like all these hero, all these magical heroes and whatnot. How good would that be? And also. Mephisto is a villain, that means you get to do the classic thing they do in every story. The, oh, I will make you battle your worst fear. I will bring it to life. I will, I will strike a deal with you. Who will strike a deal with Mephisto? Yeah, yeah. You can do all this, like, really cool stuff. Again, because again, you did, like, the science fiction bad guy. You did, like, the top, top science fiction bad guy. Do top magic bad guy now. Yeah, magic or, like, horror or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Change it up, and then in a couple of years from now, you can do Galactus after that, and you can go back to science fiction if you want. Yeah. Oh, there's so, so many. Everyone thinks, like, this is the end. You can't really do anything else. You can do so, so much. These are comic book movies. Oh, yeah. You can do so much. Because comic stories never end, as any reader can tell you. There's a, sequ a sequential artwork that never stops. And w what you enjoyed right now, everyone who doesn't read comics... That's what we call the end of an event. That happens, like, every <laughs> summer. And they're like, oh, what a good jumping-off point. Now, nope, come back next week. <laughs> we're yeah, what's the way? Yeah, it's just going to – this is the aftermath time. Like, like uh, Far From Home is the, the, the issue directly following the, the, mm -hmm. the, the final issue of this, this event. <laughs> it's going to have a lot to do. <laughs> and I'm happy that it's going to be Far From Home, too. I'm a nice yeah. down-to-earth Spider-Man story to kind of be the palate cleanser from the big uh, cosmic thing. Yeah, yeah. And to see how it affects Peter. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've literally taken uh, Endgame apart scene by scene. This basically feels like a commentary before we even did a commentary. <laughs> I did. Oh, I can't wait to do a commentary on this film. <laughs> Man, br bring the snacks. <laughs> it's going to be a while. Uh, but worth it. So worth it. It's such a good film. I'm proud of myself. I never had to do a piss break during the movie, but I never do. Neither did I. Neither did I. <laughs> Again, I, I got an iron bladder, everybody. I take like five-hour plane rides and never have to use the bathroom once. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's my one fucked-up mutant power. <laughs>
<laughs> if you need someone to wait in line for you for something or do one of those contests where you put the hand on the car and don't leave, I'm, I'm your man, apparently. <laughs> I was pushing people aside when the movie was over, though. <laughs> the hell out of my way. <laughs> but yeah, that was Endgame, everyone, and what a what a wonderful ride we went on. I really, I've, I really have nothing bad to say about it. It was just a joy. It was a reward for sticking with this film franchise for so long. It's you know proof positive that stuff like this can work when you take the time. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm very much looking forward to it, like getting released on Blu-ray, just so I can watch it with commentary from. I imagine they because they did it for Infinity War, they would do commentary with the directors and the writers. That would be nice. That would be fun. Yeah, I, I'd love as well. Since this is the last one, they get like all the actors as well, or as many as they can. I know when they did, or the original six actors. That would be really great. What what movie was it that they did where it's like they recorded everyone separately and they just cut out the best bits and put it in? I forget what big movie they did that for. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I know they did like something similar to like Tropic Thunder, where they had Robert Downey Jr. play his character in yeah. character on, on the DVD commentary. That would be amazing. That'd be a little too much, but to have everyone <laughs> in character whilst they do it. <laughs> well, you know, back in World War II, you know, I haven't heard of these uh, uh, commentaries that you speak of, <laughs> but I'll give it a try. <laughs> uh, Alrighty then, so I think that just about does it for us, everyone. We can start bringing this show to a close. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the movie, and Matt and I will be back again next week for more comic multiverse goodness. Yes, see you then. Bye-bye, everybody.